The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 15, 64, 50, 80, 90, hey, hey! Hey, you guys. Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Welcome to a very Brady podcast, and I am one of your hosts, and my name is Jimmy. And with me, as always, is the other host of the show, Tech Fancy. Hi, I love that energy. Keep, <laughs> keep it up. And on this podcast, we celebrate classic, iconic TV shows as we break them down one episode at a time. What we do, Tech, as you know. I don't know. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you. We oh, take okay. the episode, right? Uh-huh. Then we break it down. Okay. Okay. We find little parts of it we like, and we fucking take it. Mm. Hiding it in our bedrooms and in our desk, just like the dirty, sleazy cousin. Mm. All for you, the listener. If that doesn't make sense, it'll make sense if you watched it, if you did your homework. Mm. All right. We do that every week? Every single week we do that. Uh, we just Damn. It's just we, we do it all internally. Oh, okay. Yeah. And on today's episode, we look at All in the Family, Season 9, Episode 17, entitled Stephanie and the Crime Wave. <laughs> if you haven't watched this episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might make it a hell of a lot more funny if you do. All in the Family is available to stream on Amazon Prime. That was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. So how was your week? Um, it was okay. Just worked and, you know, that's it. Do I need to ask? No, I didn't work it. Damn it. (laughs) One of these days you're going to be like, maybe you're going to be all excited and shit. (laughs) I worked it, Jimmy. I worked it. (laughs) I worked it like the wind. But then we're going to want names, you know? Yeah. Pictures on our Instagram. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's going to be a long wait for that. So you found yourself in a little, uh, hot water this week. I did. I mean, I yeah. took a shower. Is that with, what you mean? No, Are with Emmy Kate. Oh, Emmy Kate. Man, she was straight up pissed at you. That's because she doesn't understand how time works, but I explained it to her. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, uh, fucking excuse me. It's like, yeah, and I was shit. like, um, uh, fucking excuse me. We record a week before you fucking hear it. So, uh, I was about, I to, read your I was about to make popcorn and just sit there and listen. Like, and uh, I know. No, she was, uh, I actually emailed her privately. I was like, um, hello, just so you know, we record a week before. So like (laughs) I hadn't read your email at the time and she's like, oh, that makes sense. Or whatever she said. Yeah. Yeah. You you apologize, right? Well, fuck, I need to apologize for it. I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the man. (laughs) That's an honor of all in the family. No, that's what we've learned since this podcast inception. That's right. Is that the man is, you know, always right. That's right. Because you don't understand our upbringing. When you're raised by women, that's how that's you right. turn out, I guess. <laughs> that, and you're really patient when you're with a girl and they're shopping and you don't mind holding their purse. But, you know, whatever. I spent my entire childhood standing outside dressing rooms holding purses. Yeah. So easing into it as an adult with a significant <laughs> other was a very easy move for me. I spent most of my childhood staying quiet and using my imagination sitting in a chair or standing still. (laughs) So that's why I'm Hmm. always like, you know, a little, some people say weird. 
Because I'm used to just daydreaming all the time. So oh, I still daydream so much. I'm yeah. a dreamer. Are you? Yeah. Big okay. dreamer. Okay. Well, let's hear about your week, Jimmy. Why are you accusing me of shit? <laughs> I didn't do nothing this week. Like, oh, why are you saying an accusatory tone oh, like that? Oh, yeah. So let's talk more specifically about what happened today. About what happened today? Um, yeah. Well, I worked in the garage. Mm-hmm. I painted. I started painting the body of the guitar. That's what you're talking. Yeah, that's what you're. That's talking cool. About. Great. That's what what happened about. before that, Jimmy? And Jim M, if you're listening, just pay attention here. <laughs> I got another amp today. Another amp today. Yeah. 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 See, Jim M accused you of having a, a guitar collection problem. That's clearly not it. Right. But I. I I kind of got a guitar this week, too. Jimmy? Wait, what? Yeah. You got a guitar this week, too? Yeah. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I texted and told you. What'd you get? Did I know this? I already, oh, that's right. They got a Glary. Yeah, I got a Telecaster. Yeah, because I've always wanted to try a Telecaster, but I don't want to spend a lot of money on it. See, okay, here's the here's the story. But you got a Glary. Exactly. Is that really a that's guitar, not really. Though? That doesn't count as a guitar. Um, <laughs> so what happened was I was looking at guitar bodies on Amazon. I'm sorry, on eBay. And I found this guitar, but it was a Telecaster body for like 45 bucks. Right. But then looking through for like $15 more, I found a whole guitar. Right. And so I quickly looked online to see, okay, how much would it be for just the body and the neck? It would have been a hundred and something dollars for the body and neck. So even if I don't like this guitar and I literally got all the hardware and all the electronics out, I'm yeah. still better off. Cause it would have been a hundred and something dollars for the body and the neck. Hmm. So. That's what they told me at this uh, house I went to when I was in Puerto Rico. It right. was like on the other side of the tracks. They said something. Oh, was that the one where you more. paid that woman like one hundred and fifty dollars? Yeah, it said it's going to cost more if you want the body and the neck. And I was like, Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Navy days. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Just a corpse sitting there. Just like you know, <laughs> it's so odd. Yeah. So I, yeah. I was so uncomfortable. Anyway, so anyways, anyway. you're right. It's a extreme. They use the term entry level, which I don't like that term. Uh, it's a cheap guitar. It's a very cheap guitar. It's the yeah. cheapest guitar. But I'll probably gut everything out of it and uh, try to fix it up. So, But that's good now you're getting Telecaster. Or did you already get it? I ordered it. I haven't gotten oh, it. Oh, yeah, I've got it. So now you can finally, because you've been talking about this for a long time, yeah. you can finally learn like the, all the Garth Brooks songs you've been trying to learn for so long. It I, just didn't sound yeah, right. Unless you I have can a learn that. Uh, they, I believe the term is chicken picking. Chicken bacon, yeah. yeah ding, 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 you know, thunder rolls. I exactly, believe is a yeah. Garth Brooks song, but it's kind of funny about Garth Brooks. Like, um, actually, I saw him recently in a video. He looks exactly the same. Like, why were you watching aged. a Garth Brooks video? I don't know. He popped up in the feed or something. Uh-huh. I can't remember why okay. I watched the video. Okay, <laughs> but I always liked Garth Brooks, like as a person. Now somebody's probably going to be like, "Are you kidding me? Don't you know what he did?" Fucking, me? I don't know. I haven't heard anything bad about him. So if there's a bad thing he did, I didn't know about it. So anyway, what's your um, favorite album? <laughs> I don't have any albums. Oh, okay. What was that one album that he did where he was like an ultra ego? Miley Cyrus? No, <laughs> no, Garth Brooks. Oh no, no, that's not that's not his daughter. That's that other dude's daughter. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah okay. Garth Cyrus. Um, Garth Brooks. He like. Put out an album under a different name, and he had like, <laughs> like that uh, emo haircut, like <laughs> in it and stuff. 
And uh, awesome. it was like under like Chris something or something like that. But everybody knew it was Garth Brooks, but he just put out, I think it was like a pop album or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. For those of you who are outside of the loop, neither tech or I can stand country music. We both hate country music. And uh, so. The thunder rolls <laughs> and the lightning strikes. Except See? for Ron. You know, Ron does that tush push. <laughs> he does the tush push. Yeah. Well, let me tell the story. Let me tell okay. the story, Jimmy. Let me oh, tell yeah. the story. Okay. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it was my first weekend, like, visiting, like, since I've been in the Navy, I think. And I had, earlier that day, I'd hooked up with Ron. Oh, I'm very proud of you for admitting that, Tech. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's out at sea and lonely, you know. Exactly, how that works. Yeah. But anyway, um... And then we were going to be hooking up with you later. Hell yeah. And uh, so Ron and I just guessed like how we were going to try to trick Jimmy into thinking that we were like really big in the country since, you know, we'd <laughs> hung out last and we like loved country. And, then, <laughs> and so I think I was like talking, about, I was like, yeah, I've just been listening to country lately and I think I, I really like it. And, and then <laughs> Ron goes, have you ever been out line dancing or something like that? <laughs> and... and <laughs> Jimmy was just like, what? No. He's like, yeah, I can't even do the tush push. And then Ron just like improvised this, <laughs> this like line dance where he like held a belt buckle and he stuck his tongue underneath it. looked like he had yeah. a dip in his mouth. <laughs> he was like doing this. And I, I was so hard to keep me from laughing. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> and just, one of you came a, g- a giggle monster and started laughing. Yeah. It was probably me. But, but like the look on your face was so funny. Because <laughs> you had a look on your face as if to say, it's like I don't even know you anymore. Yeah. I, well, the, what I was thinking in my head was, I've been gone way too long. Like, this is, I don't know if I can hang out with these guys. Like, this is gross. Like, <laughs> gross. <sighs> so, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So anyways, the reason I had wanted the Telecaster was because I have the Les Paul, I got an SG, I got a Strat, and of course I got to complete the main four and have a Telecaster. Plus, I mean, I like, I like blues, <laughs> I like Johnny Lang, people like that, and he plays the Telecaster, so. Yeah. It's funny because you said the big four, and then you said, I got a Telecaster. It's not like you said Metallicaster, you know, Metallica's big four, Metallicaster. <laughs> they, should, they should put out one like that. <laughs> they should. Oh, put like yeah. EMGs in it and call it a Metallicaster. Hell yes. Well, you heard it here uh, first, we, folks. Yeah, I know. We, I say we call dips. Yeah, we trademark <laughs> that shit. Yep. So, but then so. again, Metallica's really, really lax about their trademark stuff. You know I mean, they're letting like high school bands and shit do their songs for free and stuff like that. So, you know what, yeah. Metallica, if you, if you just got to send me and tack one. Okay. <laughs> and then you can use the idea. Of course, back in the day, they were a little bit more litigious than they are, they are now. So. No, they were all about the lime wire and the and all that kind of shit. Like, especially <laughs> Lars, man. He was so lax about that shit. He's like, download our shit for free. I don't care. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. We should probably gear this back on track. So. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <sighs> so anyways, that's what that was. Yeah. I didn't really purchase the amp because I traded some stuff I had for it. <laughs> so that doesn't really count. I had a couple of cameras and some recording equipment sitting around uh-huh. that I literally never use. So I traded that. I didn't buy the amp. Right. Yeah. And the guitar was super cheap. So it doesn't really count. You know, you got to justify anything to us. Well, Jim I do to Jim. already super I, disappointed. I do to Jim, but Jim's going to make fun of me. Oh, yeah. 
Yep. yep. <laughs> be ready for it. <laughs> well, it's just because us gyms stick together. You know what I mean? He's disappointed. I'm supposed to be a role model. So. <laughs> oh, gotcha. That's what it is. Is that what it was put out the last meeting? Yeah. yeah. Meeting of the gyms. Exactly. So that's but you're Jimmy. Yeah. I don't, I don't consider myself a gym because for me, gym is like a, you know, like a beer drinking, football watching kind of guy. And that's just not me at all. Neither one of those is me. Hmm. Um, I don't watch any sports except UFC. And um, I don't consider myself, like, I don't like being called James because I sound like a, like a chauffeur or an English butler or something. So to me, to me Jimmy works the best. Yeah. I mean, that's what I call you. So. Mm-hmm. Not all right, so let's really. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's really get this back on track. Yes. Here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Right, so so the it, amp, like you just, <laughs> <laughs> but see, it's a modeling amp. Don't, no, <laughs> it's all tall and thin and skinny. <laughs> you can walk a catwalk like nobody's business. It's a Vox. I mean, come on, how can you turn a Vox down? Um, so, what did you think of this? Ep- well, well, first off, what is your history? <laughs> What's my history with all with all in the family? family? Um, I really don't have much of a history with all in the family. Like I was always aware of the show and knew it was out there. I may have seen pieces of it here and there, but this is probably the first episode I've actually sat down and watched. Interesting. Okay. And, um, I have a few things. (laughs) So, um, first of all, overall, I thought it was funny. I thought it was really entertaining. Um, but but first of all, like (laughs) I was going to say this later, but I'll just say it now. Edith is like the character Edith. She's a Muppet, right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> she um, looks like it. And after a while, the two of them together, they were like Muppets. They were like very cartoony yeah. and very. Well, um, the girl that plays Edith, I can't remember what her name is. Um, she, um, she is a, like, uh, she was a stage actress. And um, the whole voice thing that she does with Edith, um, she, she was in a musical. It was either like, it was something like Babes in Arms or. Um, anything goes one of those old school musicals and uh she had done this particular voice in it and that's where or it might have it might have been um i think you're thinking of fran drescher no no like <laughs> i don't know if it what the fuck was it um i can't remember the name of the musical the one with um conrad birdie um bye bye birdie um yeah it was it was some musical like that and she had done this particular voice in it and they thought it was funny so she used it for the character um mm. but that's why she seems so over the top because she's a stage actress um yeah uh carol o'connor like he's just he's a great actor I mean, yeah, he was he really, really entertaining. Is, yeah. He was funny. And thank, all I have to say is thank God for close captioning. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah. I was like, cause they didn't have it on at first. And I was like, what the fuck did you just yeah. say? <laughs> Dude, let me turn close captioning on. I was like, oh, that's not yeah. what I heard at all. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they, I thought it was funny. I thought it was really good. Um, I enjoyed it. I'd watch more episodes. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because in in college they would I had this this acting coach that would talk about the three R's, and it was um, a receive, realize, re- oh, re- receive, realize, and react. And so, mm-hmm. like when somebody like if if it's a comedy and somebody feeds you a line and you're supposed to react to it, you receive the line because you see Edith do this a lot, and she'll see receive the like huh, and then she realizes like oh, and then she reacts oh, and she that 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 mm-hmm. trope that they do. You see that a lot in this. It, it's like every single scene, somebody's doing that. It's just kind of funny. It's just that <laughs> old school vaudevillian type of, you know, comedy. It's just funny. Hmm. So, yeah. <clears throat> um, I also looked up the little girl who plays Steffi. Yeah. Let, let me, me, guess, let me she, guess. She saw it. 
Well, I don't know. I didn't actually oh, see I thought a for sure that's where you're going with it. <laughs> no, no. I actually didn't even see a picture of her. I just looked oh. up like her, like what she's doing now. Mm-hmm. And um, I looked at, I saw an IMDb and uh, I didn't, well, obviously I didn't know. I didn't know who the girl was till like, you know, two hours ago. But like um, now she's like a, uh, she's a singer songwriter and she's written like a bunch of like hit songs that you huh. like have heard before. Like just as an example, um, I'll play you a little something. That is this she, her uh, singing it or is this no. just her song? Okay. So no, she's she like does, Dolly she Parton. Does, she does have songs. She's not singing it, but she wrote this song. You know that song, right? Nope. <laughs> I've <laughs> never heard that song. Natalie and Bruglia? Uh-uh. Mm. Sunshine? Really? Mm. That was was like popular probably, I don't know, like 10 years ago, maybe. Mm. That's cool. Um, Yeah, she's written a few pop songs like that. And a lot of her music and stuff she's written for has been like on a lot of, it's very poppy and very uh, commercial. So a lot of her stuff has been in movies, TV shows, commercials, whatever. So she's, I don't know, that's just what she does now. And uh, she's a singer too. She's got songs out herself as well. But um, I think she does, she did a lot of writing for Natalie and Bruglia as well. Very nice. That's cool. It's kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. Archie Bunker was straight up my dad. Like this brought back a lot of memories <laughs> about my dad before he got sick. Like he would Don't say, burn. he would say some rude racist shit just like Archie Bunker does. So yeah. Except there wasn't like, except there wasn't like a group of people in your living room laughing about it. That's true. Yeah. I mean, we would hear laughter. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Where was that coming from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, no, would, uh, he would watch Archie Bunker be like, see, exactly. It's like, no, you're not getting the joke, dad. Like, that's, <laughs> they're making fun of him. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and take our first break. Okay. Unless you had something else to add. Nope. All right. Take our first break. And when we come back, uh, we will jump back into this. Or no, we will start it in the first place because we haven't even done it, so we can't jump back into it. So when we come back, we will dive into this. There you go. We will be back. Hey, Gen Xers, get the news and podcasts that matter to you on Rediscover the 80s. Each week, hosts Jason and Wyatt deliver two shows that will connect you with the past. First, listen to the 80s Weekly Newscast with retro pop culture headlines from the world of movies. They are actually trying to reboot The Naked Gun with Liam Neeson. Streaming. Transformers Earth Spark. What did you think, man? It looked interesting, but it looks like it's another spinoff of the Rescue Bots. Collectibles and more. They made Tina Turner into a Barbie. Then, listen to Memory Jogger, featuring memories from the 80s and early 90s. We're going to spin the old randomizer tonight. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's spin it. <laughs> Ooh, a big one. Transformers and GoBots. Star Wars. Ooh, we might be here a while. <laughs> Robin Ooh. Williams. What a tribute. Yeah, Robin Williams. Ooh, oh, grandparents. Michael, Michael J. J. Fox. PSA commercials. PSA commercials. Ooh, okay. Listen to both shows now on Rediscover the 80s. 
Search now in popular listening apps or stream from your browser at rediscoverthe80s.com. The 80s Weekly and Memory Jogger, two shows that will help you rediscover the 80s. are back. Scare me. Ooh, I was trying to. <laughs> we have season nine of sub 17 entitled Stephanie and the Crime Wave, which is a great punk band name. Sounds more like a ska band name. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I could see Either that. Either way, yeah. it's a great name. It's a cool name. I think somebody should steal it. For sure. So let's uh, let's get into this. Some facts about the episode. It first aired January 28th, 1979. Damn. Damn. I was gearing up to go to to kindergarten. Written by Norman Lear, Mel Tolkien ah, from Lord of the Rings, and Larry (laughs) Rhine. Directed by Paul Bogart. Mm. I don't know if he's any relation to Humphrey. Mm. Mm. So according to IMDb, uh, nothing. They had no interesting facts about the show whatsoever. Nothing to say? Mm. They had nothing? No, not really. No, nothing under they had under interesting facts. It was just a bunch of quotes, which yeah, if you did your homework, you've already heard week. that. Same as yeah. last week. IMDb. I think is, IMDb is slacking. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to come out and say it. Of course, you're allowed to like put stuff in too, so. I did. <laughs> no, I'm into IMDb. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> you're you're in the to, synopsis. I'm you're like, allowed to submit stuff into IMDb. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nah, sorry. So IMDb, IMDb must stand for ignorant movie dumb butts. <laughs> you are a true <laughs> gift to the show. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm gangster shit. All right. So some facts that I did find yeah. when this show first aired, I found this interesting. CBS was so worried about viewers' responses to Archie that they manned their phone lines with additional operators just to feel the expected barrage of angry callers. <laughs> but, Ooh. like, nobody watched the first episode. So, like, nobody called. Uh-huh. Like, it wasn't that popular of a show. So, like, nobody They called? were prepared. They were gearing up for it. Um, and Norman Lear, as a child, felt powerless to respond to the hate he heard spewing from his father's mouth. Mm. Charles Coughlin, I guess he was a radio broadcaster. Yeah. He used this TV show, I guess, um, to explore racism and the racial divide and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. that's why a lot of the shows that he did had a lot of black characters and stuff like that. And so, so I thought it was interesting. I can relate to that a little bit. My father wasn't a radio broadcaster, but he was a bigot. So it's kind hmm. of the same thing, right? Um, that's not the same thing. No. Like, that's that's implying that radio broadcasters are bigots, <laughs> but apparently his father was. So that works. Um <laughs> Just a few episodes into the first season, Archie is horrified to learn that a black family has brought has bought 708 Hauser Street, hmm. complaining that, quote unquote, the coons are coming. Hmm. Archie then realizes that Lionel's parents, George and Louise, hmm. purchased the home. And George, the Jefferson patriarch, is as bullheaded, bullheadedly bigoted as Archie is. Mm-hmm. So that's I kind remember. of interesting. He used to call his neighbor honky. He did. Yes, yes. And there's one episode I showed it to my daughter. I showed my my daughter a couple of scenes from this. Uh, one is um, Archie goes into the grocery store with his housekeeper. He is a housekeeper in that season. This is season two, I think. Yeah. And um, 
uh, she's black and they're walking through the grocery store and Archie sees a friend of his and um, he's like, oh, I didn't know you swung that way. I knew you and your wife were weird, but we didn't know you're into that kind of, so how is it? And saying those kind of things mm-hmm. and straight up calls in an N word lover. Like, oh shit. They yeah. actually say it like, oh my God. Oh. <clears throat> yeah. That. And um, if you guys ever get a chance, look up on YouTube, um, the scene where, um, spoiler alert for a, fucking 40 year old show um <laughs> where edith dies what yeah and they they've cleaned out the bedroom uh and archie goes in there looking around and her dresser's empty her closet's empty and he finds her slipper underneath the bed that they that they missed <clears throat> and he yeah. uh he sits down and he does this monologue to a slipper and it's just incredible Hmm. where he talks about how he was mean to her all those times and he should have went first and all this kind of stuff. And, and then, um, uh, Stephanie walks in they, apparently Archie has to take care of Stephanie on his own and all this. Kind of, I mean, it turns into a Damn. totally different show. Yeah. But if you guys have a chance, do yourself a favor and watch that scene. It's incredible. It kind of puts the whole show in perspective. So did so, she really die or she just leave the show? She had been off the show for like a year hmm. and she had gotten a call from Norman Lear saying, Hey, uh, you know, the, the writers and the producer have this idea of killing off uh, Edith that would force Archie to move on and do something else. And her response was, absolutely. Yes, I agree. And she said Norman Lear had a really big problem with it. And she had to tell Norman Lear, like, you know, Edith ain't real, right? <laughs> like, she's not a real person. But he had came back and said, well, you know, t- to me, she kind of is. And, you know, so he finally agreed to let them do the scene. They had asked her, do you want to come back and film it? She said, no, no, I don't, I don't think that's right. I've been off the show for like a year. It wouldn't be right for me to come back and see and film that. So, so she apparently was on vacation visiting Gloria and she was in some kind of accident. Oh, that's why. Mm-hmm. Okay. But later on, they had a spinoff show, which we'll talk about in a second, uh, called Archie Bunker's place. And that was okay. after all that's happened. He sells the house and, uh, yeah, no. So do, anyway, do yourself a favor and watch those scenes. Like watch just, if you're not, if you're only going to watch one, watch that one scene. That's, hmm. it's, uh, it's pretty powerful. It's pretty interesting. Cool. I shall. Yes. And, uh, we'll wait. Honky. Honky. Honky is such a funny word. And I can say it because I am one. Well, I, um, I have a friend that is, um, oh, you have honky friends. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I know so many racist jokes my dad used to say when I was a kid. I'm not going to repeat any of them, oh but I know God. a lot of them. Yeah. My dad used to say racist jokes all the time, and I just never understood why they were funny. But anyways, um, so I got interested because this show, um, uh, this kind of had a lot of offspring, so to speak. It had a lot of spinoff shows that came from it. Yeah. And so I thought it'd be interesting to look up all those spinoff shows because some of them people may not know was a spinoff. Well, we learned right. earlier this season that Maude yes. was a spinoff. Exactly. What else? Um, yeah, that one, uh, it said Maude Findley. I didn't know that was her name. Yeah, First appears as... Well, we well, I didn't know that, that was there. her last name. Yeah. Like, um, I thought it was just Maude, because that's what the theme song says. Um, she first appeared as Edith Bunker's cousin in a 1971 All in the Family episode called Cousin Maude Visit. Mm -hmm. Maude arrives at the Bunker's home to help out with the family. I'm sorry, when the family gets hit with the flu. I didn't know you could hit somebody with that. That's weird. Um, You know, thinking about mm -hmm. the Maude character, well, B. Arthur, her character, um, and then thinking about Archie Bunker. It would be quite entertaining to see them together. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's such a loving, you know, character. I could see her taking <laughs> care of something too. when she's sick. They're probably yeah. just full of like, I love you, cousin. No, I exactly, miss you. Yeah, yeah. They're probably hugging all the time. 
Mouth kissing. Uh, and it says Maude becomes yet another person um, for Archie to disagree with politically. Um, after 1972 backdoor pilot on All in the Family, Maude got a show of her own. So there you go. Second one, which I have a bone to pick with this one in another show, but that's oh, I'll explain shit. in a second. Okay. Good Times. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize Good Times was a spinoff of Me Archie Bunker. Um, good times with good times. Um, Florida Evans is the yeah. girl's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Esther roll was Maude Finley's maid in Tuckahoe, <laughs> Tuckahoe, like that bitch <laughs> in your pocket. Sorry. Uh, Tuckahoe, New York <laughs> and good times moved on to develop Florida's life with her family in Chicago. Mm. Uh, they live in the public housing uh, project and struggled to get by at times. Mm. Uh, but what kind of irritated me a little bit about this is John Amos is in it. Now, you may remember John Amos because he was in Coming to America. He played Lisa's father. Right. Yep. Right. So keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Right. This is good times. And his character, his character's name was Henry. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So moving on, the Jeffersons. Yep. The Jeffersons um, is the next spinoff to directly come from All in the Family. In fact, the parent show would have been completely different without the Jefferson family in the neighborhood. Lionel is the first Jefferson to be seen on All in the Family, but his parents become an important part of the show too. So mm-hmm. that's interesting. Um, checking in. Uh, while many of the shows connected All in the Family did extraordinarily well, Checking In only lasted four episodes. <laughs> the show was a spinoff of the Jeffersons. It's basically mm-hmm. the maid, the, the maid from the Jeffersons yeah. that, that has her own a thing. little snarky maid. Yeah. Yeah. Marla Gibbs. Um, there's one Archie Bunker's place that I had talked about on the family took a leaf out of its own book and spawned yet another sitcom after the series ended. Archie Bunker's place started out with both Archie and Edith, but Gene Stapleton left the show and was killed off shortly after the series began. Wait a second. So, wait a second. What? Gene Stapleton already died and all in the family. How can she come uh, back in Archie Bunker's place and then die again? I don't know. I've never seen it. <laughs> Uh, this this next one I strangely remember. It's a show called Gloria. It only lasted, I think, one season. Uh, Sally Struthers, Struthers was next to get her own show as Gloria Bunker Stivy. Archie and Edith's daughter, she reprised her role several times on Archie Bunker's Place and then took center stage for, on Gloria, mm. the last series to focus on a member of the Bunker family. That's where she was asking for 10 cents a day. Yes. On that show. Yeah. That's what it was. Exactly. And then they would show pictures of dogs in slow motion and shit. Um, Sarah McLaughlin playing and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this next one, it's a show called 704 Hauser. Right? Okay. 704 Hauser was the address of Archie Bunker. Right? Mm-hmm. The final spinoff of this world of Norman Lear is 704 Hauser. The location is the only concrete link from all in the family to the series, but it's a strong one despite the fact that 704 Hauser was only on the air for five episodes. Mm. The Cumberbatches are a black family moving into the Bunker's old house in Queens. Hmm. Fucking John Amos, who played <laughs> James Evans on Good Times, right, yeah. is the father, Ernie Cumberbatch. Okay, he's already in the universe as a character. Already. Exactly. Yeah. So So apparently fucker like double dipping. Yeah. Like that kind of irritates me a little bit. Anyways. Um Well, that just seems kind of funny. I mean, like, well, we still got the old set lying around. What do you want to do with it? Well, if and you then, if uh, you look at if you, like, I got an idea. <laughs> if you look at the show, if you look up scenes from it, it um 
it definitely looks like the same set, but it's been totally, it's, it's as if somebody went in and remodeled Archie Bunker's house. Well, yeah. So it's like a more modern version, kind of like that, that Gilligan or that Gilligan, that, um, Brady Bunch Christmas one, how the house was the same, <laughs> yeah. but it looked different. Yeah. That's how this one looks. Um, the sheer, the series gave John Amos and Norman Lear another chance to work together after tensions on set led Amos to leave good times. The actor said in 1994, at good times, I thought, we should have had more black writers on staff. I felt I should have been more involved in the development of scripts, but mm. we don't have those, but we don't have those fights on 704 Hauser. Lear is more willing to listen nowadays. So, uh, so mm. yeah, I thought those were interesting. Speaking of writers, <clears throat> hear about the writer strikes going on right now. I did hear about the writer strike going on. Yes. And because of that, we have no episode today. Sorry guys. Have a good day. I've been tack. No, I've been kidding. Jimmy. <laughs> Not We're just not part them. of the guild, so that's okay. But kudos <laughs> to um, to Drew Barrymore, you know what I mean, for kind of standing behind the, the writers. Because yeah, she was supposed yeah. to host the MTV uh, Movie and TV Awards. Mm. And as soon as the writer strike hit, she's like, no, nope, fuck it. No, nope. <laughs> that's the same thing that happened back in 2007 when the writer strike happened again. Yeah. That's when the, back when uh, Steve Carell in oh. The Office was going on. Mm-hmm. Office strike, he was also like, nope. And then. Yeah. Well, it's like um, uh, Jimmy Fallon and um, Seth Meyers are both paying their writer's salary, even though they're on strike. And they're paying for it out of their own pocket. That's what Conan did as well with the last one. Hmm. That's why it said Conan. So, yeah, those SNL people, because they're writers and actors, they they know what it's like to be a writer. Hmm. And so all of them do the same thing. They always, you know, kind of stick up for their staff and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like 11,000 writers. <laughs> yeah. And you know the reason why, right? I just learned about this today. So I, I think just because of um, how much they're getting, like how much they're getting paid. Yeah, because the way they used to. And so? The way they used to do TV shows, they used to have like a series, right? And you have your staff of writers and they would write for the whole, maybe the whole season, maybe even right. more seasons, maybe even the mm-hmm. whole series, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I guess to save money, they're hiring like freelance writers. They're hiring part like day writers they're hiring you know it's like to save money uh. and they're paying them garbage and uh um adam conover i saw him in an interview he was talking about it and he was saying like some he's like i know some friends of mine that are writers and they can barely even like pay rent like mm. it's garbage and they're like on big shows and they can't even wow. like make rent they came they're like on government assistance it's like wow. it's ridiculous so. And in the meantime, the actors and the producers are making millions. <laughs> yeah. And he, he said as an example, the CEO from Warner Brothers just pocketed $250 million last year. So. Right. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame him. Yeah. It's funny how uh, having Hollywood come to a screeching halt would make the producers go, okay, maybe. Okay, guys. Let everybody <laughs> relax. <laughs> Let's rethink this. Like, yeah. Maybe I works. don't need 40 million an episode. But the I'm problem gonna... is, is if these freelance writers aren't part of a union, they ain't going to give a fuck <laughs> <laughs> to them. It's more work. Well, it's all the writers in the guild. So yeah, I mean, they yeah, are, but part if they're of the not guild. part of the guild, well, they're not part of the guild then they don't, they can't go on strike. I mean, they can, but right. Not. But if they're not part of the guild, then right. they can still be hired for work. True. So, <laughs> so until you get everybody to agree or until you make <laughs> some kind of blanket rule saying you have to be part of the guild in order to write. Right, which is kind of funny because then, like, the producers can go, well, we were just hiring day writers anyway, so <laughs> right, come exactly. on, Mark, jump yeah. on board. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. And if I was a day writer, I'd be like, cool, so all the professional writers are on strike. This is awesome. <laughs> well, finally get more <laughs> work for us. Hell I yeah. get my name on an episode. This is sweet. Yeah. <laughs> 
But we're, I got a feeling we're getting it wrong. <laughs> I got a feeling we're not, we don't know the whole story. <laughs> we probably don't know the whole story. Yeah. So there's people so. out there screaming at us going, oh my God, you guys don't even fucking know. Yes. And we're going to get an email, which is fine. That's okay. That's fine. We like emails. Actually, my, right. that's like my dream job is to be a writer on some comedy show. <laughs> I would love to have that. Anyway. So, I mean, this, this episode didn't, um, didn't show too much racism, but, um, you don't well, have any a couple of things that made me yeah. uncomfortable. So how did, how do, what did you think about that? Like overall, um, you know, cause there's some people that look at it and they go, I truly don't understand why they have to put this shit in the episode. You know, all it does is hurt people's family, you know, that kind of mentality. And other people look at it as it's giving a voice to what's, what's going on in the time. Anyways, all they're doing is bringing it to the forefront and making fun of it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like if it's not talked about, then it's going to be brushed under the rug. But if you put it on a national TV show and make fun of it and criticize it and like mm-hmm. basically point and laugh at the people doing it, then that has the opportunity yeah, to at least I'm part of have that the camp. conversation. Go, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's necessarily for nothing. Right. <clears throat> um, I, and I'd like the way they make it so that Archie's the butt of the joke instead of being the instead of whoever he's talking about being the butt of the joke like you know he, exactly. he uses a slur in this episode which we're gonna say because that's the way it was written yeah, that's our little disclaimer by the way yeah. we are gonna say some slurs <laughs> that are part of this part of the yeah. script so um but i mean when the way the comedy is on the show if you watch it, it when he says that it's it's not laughing at who he's talking about yeah. It's laughing at the fact that Archie even thinks like that in the first place. <laughs> right. That's exactly so right. just remember that. Try to keep that in mind when we go through this. I don't think any of our listeners are going to be offended by it. No, I don't, um, not our <clears> listeners. <throat> they won't. <laughs> no. But if you are, normally you're still alive. He's like 90-something years old. And I say you ream that old man's ass out. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so so are you ready to, to, to get into this? Yeah, honky. Let's do it. All right, cool. In that case... We fade in. Boy, the way Glenn Miller played. Songs that made the oh, hit yeah, yes, this is <laughs> Guys like us, we had it. Imagine made. her singing opera. I let my son listen to it. Scene one. We open to see Archie running down the stairs barefoot with shoes in hand yelling, Edith, Edith, where the hell are you? In her signature sing-songy voice, we hear her yell, in the kitchen. Archie rushes to Edith, finally entering the kitchen with a, will you look at me here? And I, I just a, a disclaimer to you, I wrote this out as phonetically as possible. And there's times where, where Archie will say something and then stop. And then, and it's like, he says one big sentence in three sentences (laughs) and at times repeating himself in that sentence. So it may not make sense when you first read it, but that's the way it was in the episode. (laughs) Okay. I don't, when he was walking, he was like limping like his feet. Why does his feet hurt? Like, cause maybe, I don't know. Isn't that used to walking on hard floors? Cause he always has socks or slippers or something on maybe or shoes. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. All right. A scene two. As Archie enters the kitchen, he complains to Edith saying, I have no sock on my two feet. Where the hell are the socks that Gloria bought me out in California? You know them three colored ones with diamonds there, the, the Argo rolls? Argo rolls. rolls. Yeah. Edith cheerfully answers, they're in your sock drawer. <laughs> 
Archie throws his hands up in frustration and says, they ain't there. They ain't nowhere. Jeez, for the first time in 30 years. I want to count as well. That's what he said. Yeah, pretty much. He did yeah, write yeah. it out phonetically. That was good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, for the first time in 30 years, I want to wear a different color pair of socks, and they're up there, and they're up there gone. <laughs> Edith, knowing how Archie gets when he's hungry, says, he have his sneakers. <laughs> she <laughs> yeah, didn't say that. that. Sorry, but she says, they'll turn up. <laughs> he's like, I don't want turnips. I want fucking sock. No. <laughs> she then pushes him towards the table saying, now come on, sit down and eat your breakfast. I'm going to do this the whole episode, by the way. <laughs> Archie get stops balls her. balls and some cock. <laughs> you got to lick a schlong or at least bite his nuts. nuts. Sorry. Archie stops her from sitting in bed <laughs> asking, in bare feet? In bare fucking feet, Edith. Get your head out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> this is a home in Queens. <laughs> I ain't a wigwam on a Mohawk reservation. Edith unfazed and still smiling, pulls out a chair and grabs a napkin saying, come on, sit down, sit, sit. I can't get that high. Archie, yeah. not liking this manhandling, says, oh, God, this pulling and pushing me and yank. He then stops and sternly asks, when did I lose command of you? <laughs> <laughs> so his delivery in that line fucking made me laugh. <laughs> I could I could totally picture him like grounding Edith. I totally I totally see it happening. That's it. You're grounded. No, like, Jesus, you find so yourself good. having fun. Stop it. <laughs> Do you want to be grounded? Huh? Like that's what he does. That shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cheerful Edith says, "Here's your Danish, and I'll get your toast." As Edith gets a toast, Archie asks, "What is this stuck at the bottom of my foot here?" He then proceeds to pick up his dirty ass feet and hover it above the table where they all eat breakfast. Exactly. I say that. And where there's food on the table. (laughs) Edith isn't really wanting to look because she's handling food, but Archie says, Look, Edith, huh? What is that? Mouse duties again? (laughs) Finally, to shut Archie the fuck up, grabs his ankle, holds up his foot to inspect. She picks something off, saying, It's a raisin from yesterday's. But when she takes a closer look, this made me laugh too. She freaks out and throws it. Oh no, it ain't! Ah. And she throws it on the floor, threw it on the ground, stomps on it. Archie, not surprised at anything nowadays, says, What was that, a roach? Edith looks down and says, I can't tell anymore. Ew. As Edith runs to wash her hands, Archie says, Well, you know what I read the papers, Edith? The papers say we're going to get more of them damn things in this country now that Carter made friends with the chinks. Yikes. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. Edith, trying to change the subject, says, You probably didn't look for your socks in the right place. Did you look at the top drawer? <laughs> Archie says sarcastically, Certainly I looked in the top drawer. Edith, while cooking eggs, asks, Well, they ain't in the top drawer. <laughs> Archie gives a look as if to say, really? <laughs> Edith then proudly says, I got a system, see? But before she can explain, Archie says, hold it, hold it. Is this going to take long? <laughs> Edith answers, no. After a pause, she continues, I put your hankies <clears throat> in the top drawer just like I've done the last 30 years. Archie getting frustrated again. Oh, there's a fucking surprise. <laughs> right. <laughs> he asks, 
Will you tell me why the whole world has to put hankies in the top drawer? Edith it's thinks awesome. for a moment and says, Because your nose is higher than your neck. I put your shirts in the drawer underneath because your shirts are under your neck. And I put your undershirts under the drawer under because you wear your undershirts under your shirt. And I put your drawers in the bottom drawer because you wear them on your cute little bottom. Kind of like my Speedos. <sighs> kind of like my Speedos from the high school swim team. Ha ha, man, funny motherfuckers. <laughs> Ah, uh, you just uh. like talking about that, man. We get it. You were on the swim team. <laughs> God. You bring that shit up every fucking week? Ah. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um, what, the, what the fuck accent are they using? Like, what is that? Well, they, they live in Brooklyn, so they're trying right, to do like I'm, a, a Brooklyn I accent. work for people that moved here from Brooklyn. They don't have no fucking accent like that. <laughs> they're like, are we ready more. to run the line? Long Island. Well, like, like in Practical Jokers, they don't talk like that. Well, I guess Sal does a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that a porcelain frying pan? Probably. Like, they, like a ceramic frying. Is that a thing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Um, also, kudos to her because she's actually cooking in this. She I actually prepares those eggs. Yeah, I thought the same. And it was kind of funny. I was watching this other thing one time. And in the scene, it was two women. I don't know. But the woman was making eggs. And so she she cracked the eggs in this like little bowl. And she takes a whisk out or maybe it was a fork. And she's like whipping it. Mm -hmm. And then I was watching her going. Did she whip it good? Real good. And I was watching her whip the eggs. And I was like. She can really cook. Like, this actress <laughs> can really cook. I think it might have been, I don't remember, it was somebody famous. But I'm going, like, she actually cooks. Like, because that takes skill to whip eggs like like that. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. To get it just right <clears throat> into where you're, yeah. like, whipping air in there. I was mm -hmm. like, she fucking knows how to cook. Like, she's not acting there. Anyway. Interesting. So, I thought the same thing about Edith, too. I was like, oh, my God, she's actually cooking. Like, that's cool. Well, you can see the little flames on the frying pan. That's what struck my attention. I'm like, the fuck? Mm -hmm. Um. I fucking love the character of Edith. Edith, I just she's awesome. Um, <laughs> she's such a, a fun character. Um, okay, what the fuck was on the wall? I I don't know. No, what. quite well. Luckily, I took photos because I had oh, a feeling good. you would tell me that. <laughs> the first photo I'm going to send you. This was taken from my TV. You know, I didn't doctor it because you can see the closed captioning up. See if you notice anything strange about this picture. <laughs> is that a penis cake that has to be a penis cake <laughs> and just to, to add clarity to it i'm sending you a second picture okay <laughs> okay so this one's a little closer um actually now that i look at it from this angle or it's the same angle but closer it almost looks like a clock how the fuck is that a clock but it does look like a penis cake. It's a penis cake can cake pan. Any old clock. Yeah. How is that a clock? What? How do you see clock? Well, you gotta like really zoom into it. Like right now, because I pulled up my computer and it was like you know this freaking big. That's a penis cake pan. <laughs> but yeah, that might be something for the old uh, Instagram there, buddy. That's what I'm thinking. I'm gonna post it right now. Well, don't post it now because people don't know okay. what you're talking about. Because it'd be like, what the fuck is this? This is Jimmy's artwork in his house. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> so yeah, they, they got they got a dick on their wall. 
Yeah. Nice. Her timing on a lot of the, like when she, when she freaked out because she thought she saw a bug <laughs> and so just everything she does, her timing is like perfect. Cause she, oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also like on a side note, they really take their time in this. And there's a, there's an interview with Felicia Rashad where she talks about, um, she actually had to audition for Bill Cosby. Jokes aside, there's too many there. Is he behind the tree? <laughs> and she said um, he talked about um, letting jokes simmer. Yeah. So when you watch the Cosby show, a lot of times when um, Claire Huxtable was pissed off at at um, Cliff, she would just kind of stand there and pause and just stare at him for a second. Mm. She would let that shit like simmer. <laughs> and in this show, they have no problems taking their time in scenes. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like there's times where there's a good five seconds without any dialogue. It's like, what the fuck? What are you doing? Like, nobody's talking. What the hell? And that and Edith talks so incredibly slow. It's like talking to my nephew from Oklahoma. So, um, so yeah. But anyways, her timing is great. But this, I noticed this synopsis is a lot shorter than they usually are because mm. there's so much dead air of them you know, pausing for impact and stuff like that. So maybe we should just pause for impact and make our episode longer. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I see what you're doing there. Yeah. yeah maybe. <laughs> Dramatic I should have went. Oh, that's what she does. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm telling you, she's a Muppet. Like she has to. Yeah. I swear. I, I, at one point I swear from a certain angle, it looked like somebody had, <clears throat> an arm like up the upper ass. Well, see, I could have sworn I saw sticks coming off of her wrists. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought I was maybe imagining things. You know, they like <clears throat> they take those out now. Huh? It's weird. Like, you ever watch like Sesame Street now? No. And them up, and they like arms are going. They like green screen all the sticks out now. The f- why? It's weird looking. It's why don't just give right. a participation trophy while you're at it. Huh? <laughs> Changing everything. See now, I sound like Archie. <laughs> <laughs> Where are they taking the sticks, huh? <laughs> Scene three. Archie, who's been listening to this and praying she would shut up, finally says, Oh, Lord, while putting his face into his palm. Finally, Edith comes over with eggs that she practically throws onto his plate, <laughs> saying, Here's your eggs, not too rondy. <laughs> You're my sweetheart, and I'm your hundy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, just like I used to say to Tack while cheering him on on the swim team. <laughs> Why do you constantly want to bring up the swim team all the time? I was on it for a week. <laughs> you don't have to be modest. You gotta be modest. And I don't remember you ever saying that to me when yeah, I was Yeah, but swimming. you didn't lose a single meet. <laughs> well, first you have to go to one to lose. Yeah. Um, she then kisses Archie on the cheek. <laughs> Archie stabs a piece of egg as he says, let me tell you something there, my honey. <laughs> I don't know nothing about this system of yours, but all I know is that lately a lot of stuff has been disappearing from this house. Hmm. But as he emphasizes house, he throws a piece of egg right at Edith's booby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Edith, who practices the waste not want not way of eating, of course, grabs it and eats it. <laughs> Archie, apparently used to this, continues saying, you know, it's like we've been ripped off there or something. You know what else is gone? You know, my little box where I keep all my little war memorials there. Edith politely says, yeah. (laughs) Archie continues explaining, I got my sharpshooter's badge, my good conduct medal. Good conduct medal, really? I got one of those, yeah. 
But Archie did? <laughs> I'm saying. Surprising. Um, my purple heart and that hunk of kraut shrapnel that the medics took out of my butt. <laughs> kraut shrapnel. Well, who would love that besides you and me? <laughs> Edith, who's been adding sugar to her coffee, stops and thinks. Real, realizing that perhaps Archie is onto something, says, you know, <laughs> lately my egg time has been missing too. Archie, not really listening to Edith, says... But wasn't I looking at that box just the other night? Yeah, I was in by the coffee table there, wasn't I, hon? Soon Archie has stopped breakfast for both himself and Edith to look. Hmm. 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 Um, I love how he threw the egg at her. <laughs> or no, how she threw the egg at him. She like, I don't think it was on purpose. She like drops it when she goes to put it on his plate. And she literally oh, yeah, like yeah, throws yeah. the egg onto his plate. I thought it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and she even, she even ate the egg that fell on her top. That was just kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But why would you keep shrapnel that came out of your ass? <laughs> I don't know. As a memoir, I guess. Well, I guess. The fresh maker? <laughs> it says kraut. <clears throat> so it was like obviously German Nazi like shrapnel. Mm. <laughs> or maybe fun. it was literally sauerkraut that got stuck in his ass. Uh, like a can of sauerkraut? Or just a piece of sauerkraut. Uh-huh. Maybe uh, wouldn't be so sour then, would it? <laughs> Sorry. Scene four. Edith follows Archie in the living room saying, don't worry, they'll turn up. Archie once again says, I don't want to turn up. I'm trying to find them. Sorry, I'm just kidding. Archie, who's grabbing a flashlight, says, they ain't going to turn up unless we look for them. Edith then runs to the stairs and calls for backup, yelling, Stephanie, would you bring down a pair of your Uncle Archie's socks, please? Stephanie yells back, okay. Edith asks Archie, who's now looking in and around the couch, asks, why are you looking there for? Archie says, oh, Edith, we got to look all over the house for little valuables like this. He then hands a flashlight to Edith and says, here, you take this. Look under the sofa there, see, because when I bend over, I get a ring into my ears. Edith says, funny, you sure don't mind when I bend over. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't say that. No, she didn't. (laughs) Edith, now concerned about Archie's ears, grabs one of them and turns (laughs) a flashlight saying, oh, what's the matter with them? Archie finally pulls away from Edith saying, will you stop that? (laughs) Do what I tell you. Look under the sofa there. Little valuables like that. They can be sucked up right into the Hoover mouth. Oh, I see. Yeah, it was right into your Hoover mouth. Oh, sorry. Soon, Edith is on her hands and knees. Oh no, nothing there. Okay, looking under the sofa <laughs> with the flashlight. <laughs> Finally, Stephanie comes running down the stairs, saying. Here's your sock. No, I'm just kidding. Here's your socks, Here's Uncle your Archie. socks, Uncle Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she sounds just like you. Even looks like her. so funny. Archie walks to her saying, good, give me them. When he hears Stephanie's voice, she quickly stands, puts down the flashlight and says, Steffi, hurry up. Don't stand around talking. You'll be late for school. <laughs> she, she, says, she says like Marsha. <laughs> Edith then kisses her on the cheek, you know, without breakfast and says, bye-bye. Stephanie says, don't worry, I'll make it. Bye. But before she can leave, Archie says, hey, kiddo, 
I want you to ask one of your teachers something for me today. Stephanie asks, what? Archie goes, um, well, what I want to know is, do cockroaches come over here to this country on the big ships or do they fly over nowadays? <laughs> Stephanie answers, I think the American ones were born here. Ooh. I know. Archie gives her the look mm-hmm. and says, don't be fresh. And remember going to school, what I always tell you, the world outside that door is up to no good. You walk fast to school or you run if you can. You don't look neither to the left or to the right unless you're crossing the street, see? And don't never talk to strangers unless you're sure you know them very well. Now, am Scray. Stephanie cheerfully says, bye, Uncle Archie, and runs out the door. But not before turning around and snatching that flashlight. <laughs> See what I wrote. <laughs> what? Oh, flashlight. Uh, I didn't even notice that. I think I have that same flashlight. But I, I have this weird thing where I really like flashlights. I got a lot of flashlights. Um, Is that the one with like the cap on it and then it's like squishy inside? Yeah, where it's got that rubber thing in it. You take it out and put it in the, in the, uh, the dishwasher and wash it out. Yeah, what, I was I was trying to use that the other day. Well, not the other day, but like last year when I was over at your house, I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, this doesn't work. Oh, and, it you, works. and you said something like, "Oh, it works great," and I was like, I don't see how. Oh, it works. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure Archie's stupid. Like, I don't know if he has like, I don't know if he has a, I'm not trying to be mean, but I don't know if he has what we would call a high school diploma. Um, <laughs> he just seems like he kind of quit his education early. Um, well, what the fuck is she going to do with that flashlight all day? Wait, what? <laughs> she doesn't even have a backpack. What the fuck is she going to do with it? The kids at school are going to be like, why do you have a flashlight? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> well, you know, it's a kleptomaniacs. They just got to steal everything. I guess. Isn't that somebody that likes sex all the time? No, that's something else. Oh, okay. Um, when she said, now, when, when Archie said, now, don't be fresh, that reminds yeah. me of a story. This oh. might this might be a story that you've never heard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, Possibly. let's find out, shall we? So, when I was in third grade, right, we had come back in off of recess, and I was towards the back of the line for the water fountain, right? Uh-huh. And there was this girl, I can't remember what her name is. I want to say her name was Linda something, or I can't remember what her last name is. But she was leaning over getting a drink at the water fountain. Well, I thought it would be funny, right? <laughs> if You're I went to fuck his mom, sorry. If, <laughs> if I went up and grabbed her ass while, Hilarious. Hilarious. while she was getting a drink of water, because what a surprise that would be, right? Yeah. I was only in third grade, yep. right? So <laughs> I wanted to make sure my joke went over good, right? Yeah. So not only did I go over and grab this girl's ass, mm-hmm. I grabbed it. I didn't grab the right cheek and I didn't mean? grab the left cheek. Oh, I grabbed, you know, right up the center. Right. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And then to make sure that my joke went over good, I decided to yell. Like, <laughs> don't know why that way. Everybody saw me doing it. I'm sorry. And it's to my, bad. yeah. And to my shock, she didn't appreciate it. And what? Yeah, exactly. So I got sent to the principal's office <laughs> and the principal, the first thing the principal said was, um, yeah, the teacher said that you were getting fresh yeah. and I didn't know what that meant. So I was like, 
I was because I still at this point didn't understand what the problem was. I still didn't understand yeah. why I got sent to the principal's office. As far as I was concerned, it was a joke, and I just right. I was just doing something funny. That's kind of like when I threw a pencil at the teacher. But that's a that's a different story. Um, and I was like, and I'm like, I got fresh. What do you mean? And I'm, I thought maybe it pertained to lunch or something like, and he's like, you know, you got fresh. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what that means. Well, hmm. that you were being inappropriate with another person. I was like, oh, I just thought that would be funny. Cause I mean, getting a drink of water and all of a sudden your butt gets grabbed. You can probably do a spit take or something. It's probably funny. And he's hmm. like, no, she didn't appreciate that. That You can't do that anymore. So I got in trouble. And they hmm. wrote a note you, and sent it to you, my mom. You know, you know why it's wrong now, right? I probably should have waited till she was done drinking water. That's finally you, yeah. took you this long to figure this out. Yeah. Cause she could have spilled <clears> it on the floor. When, um, when it, is it? Are you allowed to be around a, a middle school again? Uh, I'm not. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It was indefinitely as the judge explained to me. Yeah. <laughs> and at the time my mom was the school nurse. <laughs> so when Wait, I got sent hold to hold up a second, yeah. wait, no, no back up. <sighs> Who are you? I don't even know you. <laughs> I've never heard the story before. And also, your mom was a school nurse. Yeah, she I've was a school nurse when I ever when I lived in um, well in Rockledge. Yeah, um, she was a school nurse when I was in elementary school. When I moved up to middle school, she quit doing it. <sighs> so if she would have kept doing it, she tried, but they had already had a school nurse. But if she would have continued doing it when you went to Kennedy, my mom would have been the school nurse. You know, it's kind of funny. Like, if my mom had been the school nurse, mm-hmm. first of all, nobody would be sick. Oh, that's how my mom was. Like, any kid would walk in and be like, I don't feel good. A hand would go up immediately to their forehead, and she'd be like, you're fine. Go to school. And that's how it would be every day in the nurse's office at Nurse Tax Mom's I remember office. one time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, another story. I remember one time we had had this torrential downpour, and the flooding was insane. And I walked down to your house and knocked on the door and tried to tell you and your mom, like your car will get stuck if you try to drive through that water. (laughs) And I remember your mom thinking that I just wanted you to stay home from school because I was staying home from school. (laughs) And I see you guys driving down the street and I'm like, here we go. Got halfway through and your car got stuck in the water. (laughs) Did we get stuck right in front of whose house was that? Um, was it Caroline? No. Yeah, it was it was Caroline, yeah. Caroline lived right there. Like I guess you could say Caddy Corner from you. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean you got I think your car was hydrolocked. I think you ruined that car. I don't want to probably Well, don't say I I didn't do it. Well, no, I mean your mom, yeah, your mom ruined that car. You're blaming me for shit. So, and then I think your mom was trying to get me and you to push the car out of the water. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But can you just yeah. push it all the way to school? <laughs> My mom was like, right now. my mom was like, you're not, no, you're not, I'm, you're going to be pushing a car through water. No. <laughs> she was afraid that we'd get pinned underwater or something and drown. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you're not ruining your shoes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So anyways, um, yeah. so anyway, yeah, so that was my story about not being fresh. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So huh. I learned it's my like lesson. Since then I haven't. Grabbed any third graders butts. So that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's a little klepto. Damn. Yeah. She's stealing stuff. I'm still trying to figure out what she thinks she's going to. How is she going to hide that all day? What At least run up to your for? room and throw it in that fucking suitcase in your closet. What do you like, need to hide it for? Well, because she doesn't have a lock or anything, does she? Oh, she has a desk. 
That's where yeah, she had the teacher on. shit. But um, hmm. I can see why people like the show. This is kind of when I realized yeah. it. I can see why people like the show. Edith and Archie are both very cartoonish. They, they play mm-hmm. off each other really well. <laughs> because as ridiculous as Edith is, like he's mm-hmm. like the voice of the audience. <laughs> he's the one that's looking at her going, are you kidding me right now? Really? Like, so. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Scene five. As soon as Stephanie leaves, Archie joins Edith in the kitchen to finish breakfast. He walks in saying, there, she's gone. After sitting down and getting comfortable, he says, didn't you say that we couldn't have any more kids of our own? Edith, shocked by Archie saying this, says, oh, oh, yeah, (laughs) I used to, but we're so happy with Gloria. And then along came Mike and then along came Joey. And now we got little Steffi. Archie, triggered by this, says, we ain't got her, Edith. She ain't ours. Oh, shit. And I wish you wouldn't keep telling her that she's going to be here forever because she ain't. Oh, shit. Edith looks upset and says, and I wish you wouldn't keep telling her that she ain't because if her father don't come back, then she is. (laughs) She's all sing songy. Mm -hmm. And if she is, then we shouldn't keep telling her that she ain't because she might. And it wouldn't make and it would make her very nervous. (laughs) Archie with eyes wide just stares at Edith for a moment, finally saying, not half as nervous as your conversations making me. Oh, shit. Just then the phone rings. Edith puts down her coffee and says, oh, I'll get it. Archie, of course, bitches saying, mm-hmm. oh, damn, that telephone. If it's anybody for me, tell him I'm out buying myself a headstone. Mm. Wow. He is cranky and cynical, right? I can't imagine someone be like that all the time. God, I don't know. They'd be such a fucking asshole to be around. <laughs> God. Um, <laughs> I was going to put, hey, Jimmy, this is you in 20 years. <laughs> But I thought that might be offensive, but just, then you kind of got the passive aggressive joke. So just think if his head was smaller or if his head was bigger, it'd be you. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I think Archie kind of likes having Stephanie around as much as he kind of bitches yeah, and tries to act like you don't. Um, but I put the same kind of note. Is he all, is, is he like that all the fucking time? That would be <laughs> exhausting to be around. Like I have the same thing. Like God. Did you at least hug your wife before you started the podcast? Like, baby, I'm so sorry. I went to hug her and I was like, God, it's hot now. God, why are you going to hang all over me? Damn. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. <laughs> oh, shit. Do you have to hug so tight, huh? <laughs> Scene a six. Edith cheerfully answers the phone with, Hello? Yeah, this is Mrs. Bunker. Archie comes out of the kitchen asking, who is it? Just in time to hear Edith gasp and say, Mr. Ruskin. (laughs) When Archie asks, who? Edith shushes him, covers the receiver and whispers, it's Mr. Ruskin, Steffi's principal from school. (laughs) But Archie yells, tell him to put the prayers back in the classroom (laughs) but edith just shushes archie away and continues her conversation saying mr ruskin steffi left us i thought this was funny funny. steffi left a little late this morning i guess you better start school without her (laughs) oh 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 
Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Archie sarcastically says, ooh, what? <laughs> he finishes up her conversation saying, yeah, yes, sure. We will. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs> After she hangs up the phone, Edith leans against the wall and thinks about what she was just told. <laughs> After a very long dramatic pause, yeah. Archie says, don't stand there like a monument. What? Edith nervously explains, Mr. Ruskin wants to talk to us about Steffi. He said you and me got to go down to school today. Archie, not believing the shit coming out of Edith's mouth, says, <laughs> you and me got to to the, come on, will you? If I ain't going to drive the kid to school for her own safety, I sure as fuck ain't going to go there for her well-being. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that, but, but it's true. bring up a good point. <laughs> Archie says, get back on the horn and tell Mr. Bugskin there. Edith corrects him saying, Raskin. Archie <laughs> says, whatever. That I escaped from grade school in 1936 and I ain't never going back. Oh, damn. That was two years after my mom was born. Does that mean um, like he only went... As high as grade school? That's what I was wondering, yeah. Like, Oh, sorry, was that one of your notes? I don't mean... No, uh-uh. Oh. oh, is it? Oh, yeah, that's okay. No, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, is that what Edith sounds like when she's having sex? <laughs> like, ooh, ooh. Like, <laughs> do you match Archie going, will you shut up, huh? <laughs> don't still, huh? <laughs> oh, ooh, Archie. <laughs> I love that Edith is actually nodding to the guy on the phone. <laughs> you see her, she's going, oh, like nodding her head. I like how you're nodding on a podcast. That's, That's true. Great. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but, but one thing is for sure. Archie ain't going no damn grade school. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Hell to the yeah. Hell to the yeah. Mm. All right. So scene seven. So anyways, we're at the grade school later that day. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right, so exactly. Stole that from uh, Larry the Cable Guy. <clears throat> Edith and Archie walk into the school. Archie stops, look at the wall and says, oh, you're looking at the writing up on the walls, huh? It's called American Graffilthy. Mm-hmm. Edith looks around, trying to look at literally anything else, spots a room and says, oh, look, there it is. <laughs> she runs over to the door and knocks. We hear Mr. Ruskin yell, come in. As they open the door to Mr. Ruskin's office, we see that Mr. Ruskin is a black man. Mm-hmm. Archie sees this and immediately says, we're in the wrong room, Edith. Mm-hmm. But Edith stops him and says, no, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> she then turns and asks, Mr. Ruskin? To which he replies, yes. But before Edith, <laughs> but before Edith can say anything, Archie raises his voice and says, I thought the principal at the school was a white guy by the name of Bodenheim. Mr. Ruskin stands and says he was, but he was transferred to a school in Bay Ridge. Archie, looking irritated, says, what, they're busting principals now? I didn't get that. I think because back in this time, they were busing uh, inner city kids to other schools so that the the schools weren't so crowded. I could be Uh, wrong on that, but I think that's what the joke is. Edith, realizing that she is being rude, says, well, this is my husband, Mr. Bunker. Mr. Ruskin shakes Archie's hand, asking, 
How do you do? Edith then shakes his hand saying, I'm Mrs. Bunker. <laughs> we talked on the phone. Mr. Ruskin now remembering says, oh, yes, you're here about Stephanie Mills. Won't you sit down? How, how can he not recognize her immediately and hear a voice and go, I spoke to you on the phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, you've got, I was wondering what you look like. <laughs> In fact, I, I owe my secretary five bucks. I owe you five bucks. <laughs> Archie sits as he says, yeah, thank you very much. Archie, still feeling like Edith is beneath him, refuses to let the woman sit down first, instead tries to squeeze his way between the chairs at the same time as Edith, practically knocking her down. They were bumping butts. Hell yeah. Finally, they sit and Mr. Ruskin proceeds saying, this is very difficult for me. I'm having some regulatory problems. Archie says, you brought us all the way here to tell us you can't shit? (laughs) He doesn't say that. Um, but he does say, why don't you try some Epsom salts? <laughs> it's the same thing. Same joke. Edith turns to him and gives him a dirty look and shakes her head. When Archie sees that she's telling him he's wrong, he yells, well, it works for me. Which I don't mean to stop you. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm having some regulatory problems, how that can mean anything other than I'm having some bathroom issues. I don't know. Maybe it's one of those seventies terms. Maybe. Sorry. Go ahead. Mm. Edith turns to Mr. Ruskin and asks, what was it you wanted to talk about? Mr. Ruskin says, Mrs. Bunker, this school has a number of problem children. Lately, things have been missing from Stephanie's classroom. Hmm. Edith, trying to act like she gets it when she clearly doesn't, nods (laughs) and says, oh, well, I don't think Steffi is missing nothing. <laughs> Mr. Ruskin, seeing that he's dealing with a special kind of stupid, pauses, <laughs> thinks, and finally reaches into his drawers. What? Uh, so yeah, it's a throwback. <laughs> he pulls out some items and says, These things belong to Stephanie's teacher, Mrs. Hirsch. They were found in Stephanie's desk. Mm. Edith blankly stares at Mr. Ruskin, finally slowly realizing what he's implying, <laughs> finally saying, You don't mean. You think that's Steffi? Archie butts in asking, what are you trying to tell us? That our little kid heisted this junk off of some teacher? Mr. Ruskin calmly says, it looks that way. Edith gasps saying, oh no. And soon both Edith and Archie are disagreeing saying, Steffi would never do a thing like that. Archie (laughs) continues to argue saying, not at all. Our little kid's an angel. Hey, maybe some other kid planted that stuff in her desk. You know, one of the rotten kids, like the one that wrote the poem out there that began what you should do with your English class. Mm -hmm. I mean, after all, things disappear in this world, you know, even in my home this morning. I couldn't lay my hands on a pair of socks. Edith was missing an egg timer there. I had a little box there of war memorials, you know, fresh makers. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I'm gonna milk that shit for everything I can get out of it. <laughs> I feel bad for the people that aren't listening to our shows in order because they don't get some of these jokes. Well, as Edith was saying, well, shame on them. Um, <laughs> oh god! Uh, and I couldn't uh. find the thing. Finally, realizing what's going on. Edith and Archie just look at each other. Oh, shit. Yes. 
so when they first got there, he knocked on the door, the principal's office, and he's right. like, yes, or come in. And then he's like, and they're like, hey, are you principal at Ruskin? And he's like, yes. I mean, it just seems like he wasn't expecting them at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they just walked in off the street. He's like, can I help you? And it just seemed weird. But. Well, I can't remember. In the conversation, did he necessarily say that he wanted to talk to him today? I assume so. We don't okay. know. Because I know they didn't set up an appointment. So maybe that's why he didn't know who it was. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Hmm. It's weird where the principal's office was placed too. Like, isn't mm-hmm. it like usually in the back of a main office? I would like, think so. Like you'd have to go through a couple of like administrative like workers or whatever, just to get to the principal's office. Yeah. But that's how, yeah. That's how most schools. Like, yeah, it was like right there in the hallway. Kind of like how Mr. Belding's office was right there in the hallway. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. And <laughs> did, did the principal really keep Mrs. Hirsch's <laughs> personal shit in his drawer? <laughs> For what? Like to show his evidence just in case they didn't believe her? How do they know that he him? didn't steal it? <laughs> but, but I'm just trying to picture how this shit went down. Like, you know, it's like the teacher like talks to the principal and was like, hey, this little girl stole my stuff. I just found it in her drawer. And the principal was like, let me see your personal items. I'm going to take them to my office. Why? No, well, well, like, but I need my scarf because it's called. No, these are evidence now. No, seriously. <laughs> seriously. It's kind of cold outside. I really, I really like to have my scarf. No, I need this as evidence. We're building a case. <laughs> okay. I need to fold them neatly and put them in a drawer <laughs> and I'm going to tag them as exhibit A and exhibit B. <laughs> you can get it back when I'm done. You can get um, the scarf back later. I'm sorry. Exhibit A. You can get exhibit A back later after the, I was, after the whole investigation is over with. I was in, in my office cleaning a dish. <laughs> I heard it. So I came out. Um, so I noticed that twice in the first part of this, Archie referred yeah. to, quote unquote our little kid yeah and our little kid is an angel yeah so in the beginning of the episode if you remember he makes a comment saying that she ain't she their ain't kid ours. yeah she ain't but ours. then twice in the episode he refers to as our little kid well i think it's one of those like she's ours to outsiders but like really between you and me she's not ours you know? yeah i just found that really funny because they didn't touch on it and spoiler alert they don't touch on it but it's one of those things, like, I don't know, it almost felt like like a fraudulent slip or whatever they call it. Like, that's kind of what it felt like. I think it's Freud fruit, I think is what he says. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you understand the reference to Agarol? Well, I was trying to say Argyle. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you notice on the wall of the school that somebody had painted a Hitler mustache on George Washington? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> and there was also something painted on Lincoln, too. Well, I didn't see it. Yeah. Uh, but that typewriter he was using, I used to use that same one when I worked in insurance. I had that same model typewriter. I didn't realize that shit was so old. Um, I didn't realize you were so old. Like, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> what are you using a typewriter for in a job? Because when we were in high school and we took typing, there was electric typewriter. Was that an electric typewriter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't pay attention. So. Because I worked in insurance and we have to uh, make copies of things with carbon paper. So you have to use a typewriter. You can't put a car. You put, I was unaware. You worked there in 1979 or 82. And this is how far behind the times this insurance company was. <laughs> oh, my um, God. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, at first I didn't understand. When I first did this, I didn't understand the, their busting principles line, but now I think I understand it. Um, but the, did you notice the outside of his office is unmarked? There's nothing I, on the office door. No. 
I didn't. But so how did she weird. know that that was the principal's office? I don't know. I'll hear it because it's the only door on the set. So yeah. Oh, there it is, right there. Like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> right. actually, I think her line was, "Oh, look." <laughs> Just even weirder. Uh, all right, so this is where we take our next break. Yeah. So Archie and Edith are starting to realize that their little angel is a fucking thief. Oh shit! Is it a meth problem? Oh, problem. Or is she just a really short, short cat burglar in disguise? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like I'm thinking Joe Pesci, but dressed as a little girl. He's about that hey, tall. You went thank me for your career. Yeah, he's Sorry. about that tall. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> we will be back. comic book fan we've got a few questions for you were you obsessed with x-men as a kid did you stand in line to get a copy of the death of superman in the black poly bag did you buy every image comic no matter how long it took to hit the shelves then have we got the show for you Wizards, the podcast guide to comics, is the podcast where Adam and Michael re-examine the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine and explore the world of gimmick covers, massive crossover events, and find out if those 20 copies of X-Force number one you stashed in your long box really did put your kids through college. And that's not all. We also bring you exclusive interviews with former Wizard staff members who tell behind-the-scenes stories from the guide to comics that defined a generation. In our special series, The Wizard Files. And wait, there's more! You'll get mini-episodes with 90s comic book reviews and more nostalgic fun. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is brought to you by the Retro Network every Wednesday. So subscribe today on your favorite podcast app, and remember to keep your books bagged and boarded. back that that was good that was that was good thank you thank you i had never seen you you stand on your hands for that long i know that was insane (laughs) i know i did a whole six and a half seconds but how did you touch it with like your your foot like that (laughs) well it's just my heel yeah that's true yeah that's true my whole foot right right. my heel yeah that's weird so we might 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 have a future guest on the show we might yes well i mean she has agreed and yes a female on the show what What? have we had well i've had females on the show before right is she hot (laughs) well first of all it's my sister okay so you don't think your sister is is pretty is what you're saying (laughs) actually i will say this about all of my sisters i have four sisters they're all attractive women how's that Okay. I was trying it's, to embarrass you, but you turned it around. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like an elegant gentleman. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I talked to my sister yes. the other day or yesterday. I talked to her and I cordially invited her possibly maybe coming on as a guest. Yes. I thought it may, might be fun. She's very funny. Um, she has a great sense of humor. 
which means she laughs at everything. And she also said to me, everything out of her mouth is comedy gold for some reason. <laughs> I don't awesome. know why she just cracks me up all the time. If, if to paint you a picture, she reminds me a lot of like Phoebe from friends. I could see that mixed with Alicia Silverstone's character from clueless. I could see that. If you put the two together, that's basically my sister, Jenny mixed with like Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> she's very tall. She is. Yeah. I mean, and it's for a female. Yeah. She's pretty tall. Yeah. What is she like? 5'11", 5'10"? I have no idea how tall she is, yeah. but her husband's even taller. Her husband's like six foot 20. Damn, that's cool. <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, so their children are very tall. Wouldn't that be seven foot eight? <laughs> Probably. I don't, I don't know. know. Okay. But uh, um, yeah, they're kid. They're, they have three kids. And the two girls are very tall, way taller than I am. Mm. And their son, he's still young, so he hasn't quite hit that tallness yet. Mm. But uh, he probably will, I'm sure. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Every time I'm around my family, I'm like the shortest one, I think. Well, your your stepmom is kind of tall too, right? Uh, Yeah, my dad and my stepmom. Well, I didn't remember your dad being that tall. I thought your stepmom. Well, I know your stepmom's tall. Everybody says for a female, but I mean... I thought she was pretty no, tall. They're, they're all tall. Are they? I didn't realize your dad was tall. <clears throat> yeah. Very you nice. Know, out of my sisters that live up here, the shortest one, I think, is my height. <laughs> so, Which sister is that? That'd be, I think, Janisa. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Very neato. So, yeah, that'll be yeah. fun. That'll be fun having her on the show. That'd be awesome. It will be fun. I think uh, she'll do a good job, and I think I think you all will enjoy her. Yeah, so. and we're going we're gonna to let her, um, you know, if the schedule's you know, allow. And she's actually on, um, I shouldn't say that makes it sound like I'm doubting it. I'm not doubting it. It's just, she's a very busy person and you know, yeah. uh, we're trying to work out scheduling wise and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, we're going to let her pick out the show that she wants to do when she comes on. So, yeah. So that's going to be fun. We, we never had that ability before because we always did shows in, in a, in a series. So now yeah. we have the ability to pick whatever, you know? Yeah. And if she picks a stupid show, it's her fault. Not ours. Well, then we'll point so. and laugh at her. Yeah. And we'll I'm post her picture. We'll post her profile up on Instagram and Facebook so all of you can message her and tell no, I'm joking. <laughs> well we can put her on blast, I think is what Is that what the kids say now? I think is what the kids say. Interesting. I mean, you usually know about that stuff. I don't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean I know I tell my daughter, my thirteen year old, I tell her all the time, like, okay, I have forty eight years experience of knowing what kids talk about. Like I know more mm-hmm. than you. Like I know what kids are talking about. Mm-hmm. So, can you give an example? Pimp daddy. It's a huge term right now. Pimp daddy. Hmm. It can you use in the sentence? Yeah, it means like to um, like if you think something's really cool or fresh or jive, as the kids are saying now too. They say, "Wow, yeah. that new iPhone of yours is pimp daddy." Could you see? Do they say, "Hey, that new iPhone"? Check it out on Facebook with the Jive Pimp Daddy. Does that make sense? No, they would what say. Did I just say they would say check out his Pimp Daddy iPhone on the Jive Ass Turkey Facebook. Because Facebook is also really big with the kids are doing. Oh, okay. yeah, Facebook's huge with kids right now. Yeah, they yeah. Love especially kids. That. They're like, I yeah. totally want to be on a social media that my mom's on. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what grandma's on it too hell yeah i'm gonna be on that shit you literally just took the joke out of my mouth oh, i was gonna be like <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be all like grandma too yeah i'm gonna friend be friends with grandma on Facebook. <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Yeah. Is, is Uncle Uncle John on here too? Uncle? Yes, Uncle John. Perfect. <laughs> I want to make sure I get him. <laughs> what? I'm down for hanging out with my little brother who's eight. Hell yeah. I want to see. I want him to see my social media. So, yeah. 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 Grandma on there posting <laughs> thirst traps. I think that's what the kids call them. All right. Kids are calling that that. Yeah. Can you give an example of a thirst trap? Um, again, like using a sentence or an example of one? Like, just look at my profile. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> Stupid shit that we think is funny. <laughs> oh god oh my goodness gracious me good uh, grief gravy that's something my grandma used to say my mom's mom good grief gravy good <laughs> so funny <sighs> she passed away before facebook but if she had it that's what she would post she'd post good grief gravy hmm. my dad used to say um whenever he would see a girl that he thought was cute he would say "Howdy, yeah. doody" into "Yudi, tooty, cutie." Mm-hmm. He thought that was the most clever shit in the world. <laughs> yeah, I've said that before. Oh. My, Not to a girl, though. <laughs> my brother Rick used to say, "Hey, do you fool around?" And of course, when they would say no, he'd say, "Well, will you hold still while I do?" <laughs> he thought that was the most clever shit in the world, too. This is uh, <clears throat> this is the examples I had growing up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Needless to say, I didn't get my first girlfriend until I was 18. Not all heroes wear capes, Jimmy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, your brother Rick, he was always a distinguished gentleman. He was. He really was. <laughs> he really was. <laughs> Uh, and to him, he knew the value of love tech because he knew that love just made you smile. Just so wasn't the value of love like a case of beer for him? Well, yeah. He also knew that when you love somebody, it made you grin, made you smile. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Melinda. Yeah, exactly. Smile like you love Melinda. Yeah. <laughs> Which was a joke he did when I was 12. Yes. And again, when I was 20. <laughs> And, and again, again. <laughs> I was 30. Yeah. Well, Rick, I haven't seen you in like 15 years. How you been? Been all right. Smile if you love Melinda. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> there was there was one night where Tack came and spent the night. And uh and me and Tack decided to to we didn't spit spitballs each at each other because that's fucking gross. <laughs> but we would roll up pieces of paper. <laughs> And blow them at each other through a straw, right? right. And we were like, it was kind of like, not really capture the flag, but we were running around the house shooting these paper wads at each other. And Rick was asleep on the couch. Yeah. And I missed you. <laughs> and it flew in and got stuck in Rick's hair. And of course, we thought this was the funniest shit in the world. So we were hiding behind me and you were, I was like, I think I was 13 or 14 and you were 12 or 13. And um, so we're hiding behind the wall and spitting it across the living room and it's getting lodged in his hair. And it was just 
fucking hilarious because it's Rick. You know, I don't know. Just you had to know him. And then we came to the realization we're like, well, shit. If he wakes up, we're gonna get in trouble. Like, so then we had to stand there and meticulously pick this out of his hair, like without him waking up. And this was years later. This was, I was, I had, I think I had kids. Jake was born, mm-hmm. but Kayla wasn't born yet. Um, and and I was talking to him about something, and he goes, "So, uh, so I hear you like to spit paper at people while they're sleeping." <laughs> I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "I didn't see nothing, Jimmy." He's like, "Yeah, I hear you like to spit paper at people while they're they're sleeping." And I started cracking. I was like, "Oh my god, how'd you hear about that?" He say, and he starts laughing. He said, "Kelly told me." I was like, "Dude." <laughs> You had so much fucking paper in your hair. <laughs> so. Uh, good yeah. times. That's Rick. Uh, man, I haven't talked to him in eight years. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not going to do a joke. I'm not going to do a joke. Uh, so dark. It is. Anyways, the joke, if you guys want want the at-home game. Um, if you have a relative that had passed away... Uh, a, a joke that I like to do and that tech likes to do because we have, because <laughs> the best time for jokes, worst time for joke. Uh, what yeah. I'll tell people is if anybody talks about, you know, they don't get along with their parents. I kind of do it. You know, it's a joke, but I kind of do it in another way and I'll, I'll explain why. Um, if they say something about, they don't get along with their parents. I'll say something like, well, you know, I haven't talked to my mom in like eight years and they'll be like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, why? No, she's dead. And it's just, it's kind of a subtle, like nod, like, you know, Oh, you poor thing. You have a mom that's alive and you don't get along with her. That must really suck. You know what I mean? (laughs) But then I always follow it up going, no, but for real, like I don't talk. I haven't talked to my brother in like eight and a half years. Like, (laughs) oh my God, why? Oh, he's dead too. (laughs) (laughs) And then of course I got to follow it. Okay. Seriously. All kidding aside. Seriously. I have not seen my dad since I was 13. Like, Oh my God. Did he walk out? Oh, he died. So it's just like, again, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, could be worse. They could be dead, you know? <laughs> so it's true. This guy dark quick. <clears throat> yeah. It's kind of like <laughs> last week with silver spoons. Um, <laughs> God, has it really been that long since our moms passed away? I think so. What? Yeah. I said eight years. I'm assuming that's right. Right. It's close. 2014 is when they passed away. So wow. it's been like nine, nine years. years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, almost nine years, like in August. Well, we're allowed to talk about Mother's Day's coming up. We're allowed to talk about our moms, right? Oh, yeah, Mother's Day is coming up. It is up. coming up, yeah. I usually run out to the cemetery since you don't live around here. You can't get over there. <laughs> <laughs> what's funny, yeah, I was I telling... I appreciate that. Well, I was telling <laughs> Megan, I was like, what's funny about it is I don't go to my own mom. <laughs> so, well, she doesn't really have a plot. Does she? No, she's, she, we sprinkled her. I always use the word dump, and it's, I know it's the wrong terminology. Uh, we sprinkled <laughs> her ashes in the ocean. So really, I could just go to the beach. Just like uh, my wife. That's where she's exactly. at. Exactly. Yeah. So it's cool as you can go to any beach in the world. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. Of course, I'm not near <clears throat> a beach anymore. No. <laughs> and I'm not near my mother's plot either. No, so. but it's not too, too far away from one of the Great Lakes, and they empty into the ocean. So I guess so. So have you, and we may have talked about this before, but if we did, it's a long time ago. Um, have you ever gotten, well, let me start by asking, have you ever gotten in trouble for stealing anything? No. Have you ever stolen anything? Um, trying to think. I have to think really hard here. 
And I, this might be like a normal person. Be like, why do you have to think about that? You should just know. Right. Like, I'll do the same thing if somebody goes, hey, are you friends with any celebrities? And I'm always like, let me think. <laughs> and I literally have to like think about it. Like, am I? Do I know a celebrity? You know. Yeah. Um, I mean, does it on accident count or no? Sure, that counts, yeah. It's still stealing, whether it's on purpose or on accident. It's still stealing. Well, then I did steal, you know, like... um iPhone charger, like just the cable. Yeah. I accidentally stole one of those ones from Walmart. <laughs> only, only because like I was buying that and this other small box. And the way like <clears throat> the the other one of the boxes, I don't remember which one, was like in a plastic. Um, and it was like it dipped in. Okay. I don't know if this makes any sense. And the other box like oh, slipped right in yeah. it like perfectly. Mm-hmm. And so it looked like one item. So, and it, the way I threw it in the basket along with my other stuff or the cart. Right. That was weird. And uh, it like slipped together perfectly. <laughs> so when I, and I went to self-checkout and, uh, and so I was like, bleep, bleep, bleep. And then I just grabbed it as one thing, scanned it. And then, um, and then once I got home and I was like, because I was like, where's the fucking... And then I was like, oh, sh- oh shit. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> That's pretty funny. And I did find a wallet one time with cash in it. And I didn't, like, look really hard for the owner. So I feel... I still have guilt from that. <laughs> How much was in it? <sighs> More than I should have looked harder. <laughs> so, so how much was there? It was like $120. Damn. I told you I find money. And I told you I'm really good at finding money. Of course, this one had a wallet attached to it with an ID. But the ID did not match for my... If it would have had like, oh, it lives in an apartment, whatever, right there next door. You know, maybe I would 100%. Oh, was it from out of state or something? Yeah, it was an out of state license. Okay. And I was like, oh, what am I going to do? I guess I could turn it into the office. But at the time, I was like really broke. And I Mm -hmm. felt... I still feel bad from doing it, but <sighs> anyway, now that's aired out. And of course I'm going to ask, turn the question back on you and you're probably going to say, nope, never saw anything. <laughs> in but I'm glad that's on the podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> and now my family knows I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> well, you can always edit that out. You're the one that edits. That's that true. works. Yeah. It's your choice. If, if they exactly. hear that's because you wanted them to. Exactly. Yeah. So that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you? Have you ever stolen anything? I'm not a fucking thief. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> no, I um the first thing I, I the only thing I remember is um when I when I was in school, when I was in elementary school, kids started having those mechanical pencils, right? With the long slender pieces of lead in it. Yeah. And, and you pretend it's like a needle and you give yourself yeah. a shot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I had found one on the ground, but it was out of ink. And our ink. It was out of pencil lead. Yeah. And I wanted my mom to buy me some. And you know how my mom was. So we go into the store and she's like, I'm not going to pay that much for pencil lead. You can buy a whole pack of pencils for that much. And she totally <laughs> missed the point. So what we went into Liggett Drugstore <laughs> right, in Rockledge. And I picked up one of the mechanical pencils and was just clicking and the lead started coming out. So I kind of I kind of looked both directions, and yeah. I held the button down and I pulled it out, pulled out the the, the lead, 
mm-hmm. and I just held on to it. I just put it in my hand, and held it because I knew if I put it in my pocket, I'd break it. So I just held it. Right. And we eventually left, went into Winn Dixie, and I got so nervous that I just laid it on one of the shelves in Winn Dixie because I was afraid <laughs> I was going to get caught. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember ever stealing. Um, but you didn't steal it. No. Oh, I didn't. So uh, cool. You look like you're a fucking yeah. angel. Great. I found you know, a uh, shit. a cell phone one time. This was back in like 94, 95 when they weren't that popular. <laughs> right. And um, I can't remember where I found it, but <laughs> I go out and I, this is when I had my Mustang, my white Mustang. And I go out and sit in the Mustang and I call my mom from the, I'm in the driveway. And my mom's yeah. like, hello. <laughs> hello. 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 Um, I'm like, hey. And she's like, where are you? I'm, like, I'm in my car outside. And she's like, get inside. I don't know why she was acting like that. And I get inside. I was like, I found a cell phone. And she's like, well, you don't need to be using it. That's somebody's cell phone. Those are expensive. Like, okay. And so eventually the phone rang. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I pick up the phone. I'm like, uh, hello? And he's like, where are This is my cell phone. I'm like, oh, I found it. <laughs> so I gave him the address of the house, which my mom got pissed by that too. Um, <laughs> and they stopped by and I thought maybe I'd get a reward, but I didn't. And so I started thinking, man, I should have just like not fucking answered it. He didn't give me a reward. But anyways, <laughs> I returned it back to the owner. Yeah. Oh, cool. Another story where you look like an angel. Awesome. Yeah. Surely there must be something. There was one time I almost had it. I had a chance to steal $19,000. Uh, you already told that story. But I, but I didn't steal it because I'm not a thief. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what about the time when you Christmas totally lights? hacked Amazon? <laughs> Christmas lights. And you got like free shit from them. Well, I, tr- I called them and asked them how I could send it back. And they told me not to worry about it. They said that it had already been written off of their system. You know, that happened to me with Walmart recently. Mm-hmm. Did I well, pick the- up groceries? The story to that real quick is I had ordered the recorder you're hearing. It's a Tascam DR40X. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, the first one I ordered was a Tascam DR40, which is the same one Tac runs. And the reason mm-hmm. I got is because Tac said that he had had it a long time and it worked really good. Mm-hmm. So I order it and <clears throat> the day comes where it's supposed to arrive and it doesn't. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> and I wait the two days that Amazon tells me to wait and it's still not coming. It's still sitting in the same spot. So I go onto Amazon and it says, would you like a refund? I click yes. And they go ahead and refund my money. I take the refund and I order a Tascam DR40 X and I order that one. And the next day, the first one came (laughs) (laughs) and I had already gotten a refund for it. And, um, and so eventually my DR40 X came and I got both of them and that's the recorder I traded in for this amp PC behind me. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. Well, they can't see it, but I can see it. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's happened to me a couple of other times, too. I can't remember what they were. There's been yeah. a couple of times where I've gotten free stuff because, you know, Amazon's yeah, late. You bitch all the time because you don't get stuff delivered, but yet you get yeah. free shit out of it. So. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> I get I get gr- weekly groceries. I do a pickup in uh, mm-hmm. Walmart. And... um Sometimes they, not sometimes, it happens pretty rarely, but occasionally I won't get all my shit. But then one time I got a bag that I didn't order <laughs> and I checked the receipt and it oh, wasn't yeah. anything that I didn't pay for, it, you know? Right. So, so the next week they screwed up my order. So I had to call the store or call Walmart. And then she's like, well, you can just come back and get it. I'm like, fine. And I was like, Hey, by the way, last week you guys 
give me a bag of stuff that's not mine. I didn't order it, and I checked the receipt. I didn't pay for it either. I remember the story. Um, do you want me it, to bring it, it back? It was products you wouldn't use. <laughs> and uh, she's like, um, no, you can just keep it. And I was like, well, I mean, um, I really can't. I mean, I don't need it. So you can just keep it. It's no big deal. Don't worry about it. And then I was like, well, okay, not to get too graphic, but like, I'm a single guy and it's just me and my son <laughs> and you gave me a box of tampons. <laughs> and she's like, oh, well, um, I guess you still keep it. I'm like, cool. I guess we'll find something to do with them. Well, you have to be creative. First off, they're great for nosebleeds. <laughs> right? I never had a nosebleed in my life. Okay. Well, second, if you have any kind of carbonated soda and you lost the cap, just saying. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, um, plus you can make really clever pranks on people because they think it's a big straw and it's not. So, oh. Right, right, right. So, you have to think outside of the box deck. Outside the tampon box. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Outside Ooh. of the lady box. <laughs> lady box. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, oh, I think I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Vagina. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> ah. So now that the world knows that we're not a couple of fucking thieves. Oh, no. The world knows that I am and you're not. So. Well, you didn't steal the wallet. You found it. But still, I told you how I also accidentally stole something and then. then yeah, but the there was an accident. Thing and, you know. You ain't seen what I've seen, man. You know what it's like to take to purposely take pencil it out of a pencil for the sole purpose of not paying for it. You ever done okay. that? I can't say on that purpose. I have. have you attempted to steal one thing on purpose? You know what? It's like I don't even fucking know you today. Exactly. You better, just, you better make sure your wallet's still in your pocket the way I am. And it's not because this isn't the pants I wore today. Exactly. Smart. <clears throat> not having that shit around me. <laughs> oh all right well so we're allowed to we're allowed to waste time today because this is a really short synopsis <laughs> so are you ready to, to to dive back into this yes let's do it all right so when we left off edith and archie had found out that steffi had a problem with stealing Mm. Is she a bad kid or is there no. a more reasonable explanation that can be solved in the 12 minutes the episode has left? <laughs> Probably. I hope so. Let's get back into this. All right. Scene eight. <clears throat> Edith slowly walks in the front door, still in disbelief that her niece is a fucking thief. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, you just accidentally take stuff, you know. Right. She walks in deep in thought and closes the door behind her. As she's putting her stuff down, the doorbell rings. She takes off her jacket in confusion, walks to the door and opens it. To her surprise, it's Archie. <laughs> Edith confused. Okay, it's a fucking surprise. Right. As she looks around, finally asking Archie, Didn't you come in with me? Archie stretches his neck in and looks around, finally saying, I don't think so, Edith. <laughs> <laughs> Archie comes in and puts his hat on the hat tree or the throne. <laughs> I love that they posted that. that. Hell yeah. I think that was Jim M that posted Here's a throne for Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. She leans awesome. into Edith and says, 
<clears throat> it's a hell of a disgrace, ain't it, huh? Edith agrees, saying, I can't believe it. Oh, sorry. I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't Archie believe be- it. Sorry. <laughs> Archie begins to raise his voice, saying, well, there's no sense in denying it now, Edith. It's true. And it's all because the kind of family that child comes God. from. And I ain't going to say who's. I'm just looking at the party and a whistle. And then looks directly at Edith and whistles in her face. Hell yeah, he does. <laughs> Edith, already upset at what happened, just lowers her head in shame as Archie says, God, when I think of that crowd over in Jersey, that bunch of losers, lushes, and loonies, Edith stands silent, finally raising her head and saying, but no thieves. <laughs> this is, this of course sets Archie off as he says, oh, no thieves. What the hell are you talking about? He then begins to interrogate Edith as if all this is her fault somehow saying, what the hell are you talking about? What about your nephew, Danny? The one that cops told to never come back to Nutley. <laughs> yeah. One they called Danny the dope. The most stupidest, great grammar, <laughs> most stupidest thief in annu- annuals of that's crime. How he's, that's what he says. He says annuals. <laughs> <laughs> stole everything he could lay his hand, stole everything he could lay his hands on, but nothing he could ever use. They finally collared him after he stole a wooden leg off a veteran. Edith tries to defend him, saying, "Oh, he was going to give that back." <laughs> Archie says. Oh, yeah, but not till long after the poor man hopped away into the sunset. Mm. Edith, who's obviously still thinking about what's important, runs around the couch and says, Archie, (laughs) Steffi ain't no thief. She's a good girl. If she really took them things, then something must be bothering her. Maybe it's something awful what happened way back when she was a little girl. Archie thinks for a second and he says... (laughs) She's still a little girl. <laughs> Maud! She still is. What the fuck are you doing? I was sitting there thinking, she is a little kid. She's at elementary school. What are you talking about? Back when she was a little girl. <sighs> you didn't say that, but no. Archie says, yeah, you know what? You might be right at that, Edith. Because, you know, we, we've learned a lot about them things lately from Sigmund Fruit and TV. <laughs> it happens, you know, that a child sees a certain item, you know. And she ain't got that item, but she wants that item. She then, the child in her mind, she wanders through all the bygone years, you know. And then all of a sudden, she comes back and grabs the item. (laughs) Edith, who's confused, shakes her head and says, that don't sound right. (laughs) Archie, laying it on thick, saying, sure, it's right, Edith. And the only way to handle that thing, you see, you take the child there. At a quiet time, and you say to her, don't do that no more. (laughs) Edith asks the obvious question, and what if that child keeps on doing it? Archie says, then you hit her. (laughs) Edith, who doesn't have the heart to hit a little Steffi, says, oh, no, Archie. Archie, not seeing what the problem is, saying, sure, Edith, listen. (laughs) This is funny. If you can't grasp all that I just told you, It's only because you ain't as close to the mind of a child as me. Right. (laughs) Edith shakes her head, refusing to believe what Archie is saying, and says, We gotta talk to her. We gotta hear her side. Archie seems to agree, saying, Sure, sure. 
we got to hear her side. But first, Edith, we got to search her room. She's probably the type of person that doesn't return wallets. <laughs> how did you? What the? How did, how did you? What? That's awesome. How'd you do that? Oh, man. You're like, you're like a little Chris Angel. Hell yeah. <laughs> Actually, side note, I saw you type, but yeah. So Archie then gets up, ready to go searching. Man, he's so damn mean to her. <laughs> God. <laughs> and if Edith's family is so bad, if she comes from such bad people, then why did he marry her? Well, he's marrying her and not her family. Yeah, but still. Um, so it it sounds like he he must have straight up abused Gloria. Like if that's his way of parenting, <laughs> like damn. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Edith is way closer to the mind of a child than Archie is. <laughs> I think she's very close to the mind of a child. <laughs> Pretty close. Yeah. Hmm. I thought everyone was all about hitting kids back then. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. My dad was really into you know the spanking thing. Although this was what year? Seventy uh, nine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was a kid back then, but like I didn't get hit. But no. I mean, it was really seventy eight because this came out in January of seventy nine. Yeah. Um, still, I was like three, and I I didn't get hit as a kid in the seventies. So I um I only remember getting spanked one time. And that's because I went in and told on my sister because my sister hit me and my dad spanked me twice. And he said, mm. the first one is for tattling on your sister. Damn. And the second one is for letting a girl hit you in the first place. Damn. Yeah. And this third one is just for me. <laughs> and he told me to go to my room. It's like, damn. So yeah. Um, I never really had to spank my kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when they're toddlers and they go to grab something, you do that fake slap on their hand where you just kind of like knock their hand away a little bit and you say yeah. no. That's the only time we ever did, but that's not really, I mean, we didn't like, like, it wasn't like that. It was just kind of like pushing their hand away. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I've never, with the way I parent, and I'm sure you're the same way, is I just kind of, we sit down and have a discussion about it and explain to them why what they did isn't working. And I usually have them come up with their own punishment. That's way more effective because that's a gauge for me to tell whether they truly understand what they did wrong. And if they really feel bad about it. Hmm. So, cause if they really, if they understand what they did wrong and they feel bad about it, they're going to come up, they're going to try to come up with a legit solution to the problem. Like I've told you stories about, you know, stuff with one of my kids where we did that. So that's the way I parent. It's way more effective than spanking. Yeah. I've tried to have the kid come up with a punishment. It was like, oh, you're you're the parent. You do it. <laughs> like there was a quote unquote punishment in place, um, and it it's still in place to this day. And she refuses to 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 let it up because she just feels more comfortable with it in place. You know what I mean? So hmm. I don't want to go into details because it's you know I don't want to right, right. dirty laundry. So all right, scene nine. Edith jumps up shouting, oh, no, no, Archie, no little girls don't like grown up snooping in their private things. <clears throat> Archie, not believing what he's hearing, says, oh, geez. Edith continues advocating for Steffi, saying they got letters and diaries and secrets of the from the world. Archie, we got to trust her. 
Mm-hmm. Edith then begins to physically block Archie from walking up the stairs to her room saying, no, no, Archie, no, don't, please. Mm-hmm. Archie gets mad yelling, come on, Edith. But Edith holds firm saying, nay, shouting, mm. no, no, I ain't gonna let ya. Mm-hmm. When Archie tries to move Edith, she shouts no and sits down on the stairs. Mm-hmm. Archie yells to her, get out of there. But Edith shouts back, no, you're not going up there. Archie, seeing he's not winning this one, yells, well, I'm going to call the neighbors and have them take a look at this. Archie then begins to storm off towards the front door. As soon as he does, Edith stands up to follow. Archie turns quickly and tries to go up the stairs, forcing Edith to sit down again and yell, no, no, no. (laughs) Archie, mad once again, turns and says, all right, I'll go. But Edith yells, no, you can't. Archie, seeing he's not getting anywhere, resorts to pleading, saying, Edith, please, huh? Mm-hmm. Don't make me jump over there. I might land short. Mm-hmm. Edith, willing to put herself in harm's way rather than let Steffi down, looks at herself, thinks and says, I don't care. <laughs> Archie tries another approach, saying, Edith, I'm going to go down to the cellar and I'm going to get that ladder. And I'm going to get in through the upstairs window. Edith fires back. I'll lock all the windows. Mm-hmm. Archie, dead set on winning, says, that ain't going to stop me. I'll smash all of, all the windows, Edith. There's only one way you can stop me. If you beat me to that cellar door and lock, lock in the ladder. Mm-hmm. As Archie begins to run towards the cellar, Edith jumps up yelling, oh, no, wait a minute, Archie. <laughs> But of course, as soon as she's out of the way, Archie begins to run up the stairs towards Steffi's room. Because, you know, who gives a shit about what your spouse thinks, right? (laughs) Edith shouts, no, Archie, no, please don't. And soon she's running up the stairs trying to stop. (laughs) That's pretty physical comedy from uh, Gene Staples. It is, yeah, because she wasn't the youngest of fellas, you know, so. (laughs) No, but she was like, I mean, you said she was just sitting on the stairs. She wasn't sitting on She was laying with her arms and legs (laughs) spread out, like stopping him. Yeah. It was funny. Yeah. Hmm. Um, So she, she really fell for that? Like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny because like he pretended to run. Right. He wasn't even moving. He was just right. shaking his arms like he was running. Yeah. And he looked at his face like, she's going to fall for this. And yeah. sure enough, boom. <laughs> um, and why is he so against listening to his wife? Like, I don't, I just, I don't get that. <laughs> oh, here you are again. <laughs> Isn't that sweet, everyone? But I mean, instead, instead of spinning his wheels, right, and trying to win these, constantly trying to win these arguments that he never seems to win, why can't he just agree and say, Okay, we're going to try it your way. And when that doesn't work, we're going to do it my way. <laughs> what harm is it going to do to wait a little while to see if Edith's way works? You know what I mean? If you're so sure it's not, okay, then let her prove herself wrong and then you do it your way. Yeah. Hmm. You should be a marriage counselor. I should. Hmm. He should have just humped around on the stairs right there. That would have solved the problem <laughs> quick. But what do I know? I don't have stairs in my house. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Scene. <clears throat> I tried to talk all sexy and shit. <laughs> Scene 10. Soon Edith and Archie are at Stephanie's door. Of course, still arguing about whether or not Archie should go in. Mm. Archie opens the door with Edith close behind him, saying, It ain't fair to her. As Archie searches, he yells back, 
fair is what works. But Edith, not liking what he's seeing or hearing, says, Oh, don't say that. They continue to argue, yelling at the same time as Archie looks in the closet doors. He pulls out a small suitcase and lays it on the bed as he tells Edith, You should look in the drawers over there and under the bed or something, huh? He opens the suitcase to find all of their things. Oh, shit. All the arguing stops as he finds what he didn't want to find. Archie takes a step back, looks at Edith, and says, Will you look at that? Archie begins to pull out things one at a time. There they are. The Argyroll socks. See? <laughs> Straight from California. Made in Taiwan. <laughs> Here's your egg timer there. Jeez, look at this. A clothespin. She takes after your cousin Danny. <laughs> and there, huh? There's my little box of war memorials. The fresh maker. <laughs> Jeez. Well, Edith, that proves it, huh? Our little angel's got sticky wings. Edith, looking like she's about to cry, says, Oh, no. Archie, with no mercy, says, Oh, yeah. But the silence is broken by Stephanie yelling from downstairs, And Edith, I'm home. Edith, fumbling to find words, yells, uh, We're up here, Steffi. She then turns and says, Archie, please remember, she's only a little girl. Archie unfazed says, well, so was Ma Barker once. <laughs> and Father Barker. I don't know. Right? Pop Barker. Bob Barker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Soon, Steffi runs in, carrying her jacket, saying, I'm ready for lunch. She glances into the suitcase and sees what they have found. Mm. She pauses. See what I did there? Oh. Stares at them for a second. And shouts, but I'm not hungry now, and runs out of the room. Oh, shit. Mm. Dude, there's so many places in that room he's not checking. <laughs> like He well, passed by it, like so. six drawers that he didn't even look in. Um, well, he did tell her to look in the drawers. Yeah. Um, so they have a fully furnished bedroom for this little girl that's only supposed to be there temporarily. Well, I mean, you got to remember, too, um, they had three kids, no, I they guess. Didn't. They had one kid. So they had Gloria. Mike was Gloria's, Mike was Gloria's husband, and the other kid that the Joey was Joey. Gloria's son, their grandson. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So they had Gloria, so they might have been Gloria's bedroom. <clears throat> yeah, but Gloria's an adult. She's married with a kid. I know, but I assume that she lived there when she was a little kid. No, well, maybe. So that might have been <laughs> She or, lived there not, when she was a kid, huh? Sorry, I thought that's what you're going <laughs> to... She was only a little girl. <laughs> but I assume, like, <clears throat> even if she never lived there as a child, um, like, still could just be a spare bedroom, which just, you know... Man. Yeah. What's funny is, <laughs> Edith wasn't trying very hard to stop him from opening that suitcase, was she? No, you you shouldn't. You shouldn't open that. Like, <laughs> no, like, no, like, you're about to open it. Like, you shouldn't. Like, seriously, <laughs> no. Like, okay, just, like, open it. Like, but, you know... <laughs> she just didn't seem like she was trying very hard. Like, no, don't open that. <laughs> the audience was very involved in the whole episode. Yeah. They were just like, oh, oh. Ooh. like when she took the flashlight. <laughs> and this one, when he opened the suitcase, the audience just gasped. Like, oh. they, and from the audience's perspective, they can't even see what's in it. 
<laughs> well, they saw on the screen. And then mm. you can even hear a woman in the audience go, socks. <laughs> you can hear it. I was like, oh, my God. That's awesome. <clears throat> yeah, it was pretty hmm. <laughs> Scene 11. Steffi runs down the stairs towards the living room with Edith and Archie close behind, shouting to her to wait. They get to the bottom of the stairs with Edith pointing at her, saying, come here now. Steffi <laughs> stops at Edith's chair for some reason and just fucking stands there waiting. <laughs> for I didn't know what that was about. <laughs> for what made it weirder is that she stops and just like looks down. She does. Almost yeah, like, yeah. I made it to base. I'm yeah. safe. You know, it's she's like, looking for her mark. Like you could tell. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what? Well, my fault those fucking old people don't run as fast as I do. Um, <laughs> Archie runs up, leans in and says, all right, all right. Now I got you now. I'm going to be fair with you. I'm going to listen to your side of this story. But first, I'm going to hit you. Archie then grabs her by the hand and pulls her towards the couch. But soon Edith grabs her by the other hand, telling Archie, no, no, no. Archie, seeing this is going to be a problem, says, don't interfere. When he finally gets Edith to stop, he explains, I'm going to wallop her hiney until it looks like two Jap flags. Hmm. But Edith puts her foot down and says, no, no spanking. Except in the bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Archie, not believing what he's hearing, shouts, yeah, spanking. Steffi, who's now scared of what's going to happen to her, shouts, listen to Aunt Edith. Archie, Hmm. not believing this little thief is talking back to him, grabs her and says, come here. But Edith defends her again, saying, no, no, no. (laughs) She finally pulls Steffi away from Archie as Archie yells, now you're going to do the wrong thing. You're going to do the wrong thing here, Edith. Finally giving up, he says, all right, go, go ahead. Use women. Use a running away with the world. He then points at Edith and says, "Yous are going to miss us someday. (laughs) Fuck. Now that Edith has a chance to, you know, be a parent. Mm-hmm. She turns Stephanie towards her and gently says, Steffi, <laughs> why did you take them things? Steffi looks at Edith and says, I don't know. You know, like a liar. <laughs> Edith, not understanding how she couldn't know, shakes her head in confusion and tries a different approach. She says, Mr. Ruskin, your principal called us today. Why did you take them things from Mrs. Hirsch? Don't you like her? Steffi begins to look sad as she says, I love Miss Hirsch. You know, like a liar. Sorry. (laughs) But I like her stuff more. (laughs) No, she didn't say that. (laughs) She then gives an evil laugh and rubs her hands together like an old timey (laughs) villain. Um, Archie, (laughs) Archie tries a slightly different approach saying, well, you certainly don't love us. Mm. Steffi, now hurt, turns and says, I do too. Edith turns her back towards her and says, then why did you do the things you've done? Steffi explains, I was going to give them back. Edith now confused. You know, like a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Edith now confused again, which seems <laughs> to happen a lot, I'm realizing, asks, <laughs> What was you doing? Borrowing them? <laughs> Steffi looks down, hesitates, and finally says, to remember you by? You Edith. know, like a liar. 
<laughs> Edith now almost as hurt as Steffi asks, where were you going? Steffi thinks and says, I don't know. Uncle Archie keeps saying I'm not going to be with you for long. Archie yells, I never said that like a defensive little bitch. You know, like a liar. <laughs> but softens his tone and says, and you shouldn't have been spying on me. <laughs> Edith, realizing she's right, turns Stephanie towards her and says, yeah, I fucking told Archie at breakfast. I was like, you shouldn't fucking talk to her like that. But he was all like, eh, she ain't gonna stay with us for very long. And I was all like, you're gonna hurt her feelings. And now look what happened. Ain't <laughs> Edith ain't so fucking dumb now, is she? I bet Archie's like, damn, that Edith is so fucking wise and smart and sexy and hot. And that flower dress and that red afro. Damn. I'm an asshole. But she says all this internally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you've seen that scene. Um, what she says out loud is, Steffi, we ain't going to send you away from here ever. Archie, listening to all this, steps in and says, hold it, hold it, Edith. Jeez. What if her old man comes back? Edith thinks for a moment and says, Steffi, if your father comes back, would you like to go live with him? Steffi tries to answer, but hesitates. Finally, she builds up the courage to be honest and says, maybe for a little visit. Edith, heartbroken and filled with joy at the same time, puts her arm around Steffi and says, you can stay here as long as you want. Edith then hugs Steffi and gives her a kiss on the forehead. Archie, of course, breaks the heartfelt moment, saying, not after she's married. <laughs> I had enough of son-in-laws living under this roof. <laughs> Edith, not listening to Archie, says, as long as you're with us, you're our little girl. <laughs> <laughs> Edith hugs and kisses Steffi once again as the audience begins a slow clap. <laughs> Edith stops and pulls away, saying, but you got to promise me one thing. You got to take them things back to Miss Hirsch and tell her you're sorry. And you got to promise me that you'll never take nothing that don't belong to you ever again. Will you do that? Steffi slowly answers, I promise. You know, like a liar. <laughs> Edith puts her hands on Steffi's face and says, that's a good girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so first off, why did she stop at the chair? She could have easily kept going. She could have locked herself in the cellar, like Archie said. Um, <laughs> Archie is fucking batshit crazy. Like, he's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, him and, and Edith both have some kind of mental problem going on. Like, I think he's, like, ADHD or something. I don't know. And then I think she might be slightly, like, special. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to be funny, but... Oh do You don't think so? I don't know. Um, that little girl has like trying to be polite, resting attitude face. <laughs> when she's just saying they're she normal, resting tude face. Yeah, she when she's just resting normal, she doesn't have any expression on her face. She looks like she wants to stab somebody in the ear, like with a screwdriver. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um, she also looks at people's mouths a lot when she's when she's interacting. <laughs> you notice that? No, but you notice this kind of stuff yeah. all the time. Um. But also, like, they legally can't stop her from going with her dad. Like, if her dad wants her, she's going with her dad. Like, Right. I don't think they didn't really put that out. Like, we're going to stop it. Right. It was, she, you know, straight up said, like, would you like to go live with him? You know, would, yeah. 
What do you want to do? Well, it doesn't matter what she wants to do. <laughs> if the father wants her, that's where she's going. <laughs> so, um, and my last note is, wow, she's such a good actress. Was that sarcasm? Extremely thick sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like asking you that. Because yeah. <laughs> your response is always funny. Yeah. Well, I don't even know. Like, I, Or maybe... I was going to say, we don't know the story. Maybe you do. I, I don't know the story with her dad. Like, who is her dad? And where did I can't remember. Why is he not there? I don't know. So. I think I her know. dad is Edith's brother. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, but why is he not in her life? Is he the deadbeat? Is that it? Yeah, I think Where's so. Where's her mother? I don't know. Hmm. That's a good question. Sorry. I'm going to be doing that shit for a while. Scene 12. Archie, having heard all this, shouts, That's a good girl, that's all? You ain't gonna do nothing more to her? Edith gives Archie the hand sign to drop it, but Archie waves his hands around saying, Don't give me this here. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you'd let her off the hook that easy. She's done wrong, wrong, wrong. And she's gotta be punished for doing wrong. Archie walks around to the other side of her, points and says, Now you stand by for punishment, huh? Hey, for the next two weeks, no out after school. No out at all. If you find yourself having fun at something, stop it. Vivian! You're getting hysterical. Slap yourself! (laughs) (laughs) She goes on. And the next thing, but as Archie says this, Edith begins whispering something in Steffi's ear. Mm. Archie, seeing this, begins asking, Edith, Edith, what are you saying? What are you saying there? Edith calmly says, Nothing. <laughs> you know, like a liar. <laughs> she knows She knows how to play him. <laughs> Archie points at Steffi, who's now giving him puppy dog eyes, and says, for the first week, no television at all. And the second week, and this is going to be rougher, educational TV only. <laughs> Archie, easing off the punishment, but trying to stay tough, says, I know that's pretty strong medicine there. Archie <laughs> then gets up and yells, but you got to pay the price for what you've done. Archie then begins to walk away, but turns back to say something, only to find Edith <laughs> whispering something in her ear again. This makes Archie even more upset, yelling, Edith, what are you saying there? Edith, huh? Edith calmly says, nothing. <laughs> you know, like a liar. <laughs> Archie then goes on another punishment rant, saying, for the next three weeks, no delicious foods to eat. Remember that the two of you's. You only eat the terrible food that's good for you. No tasties, no nothing like that. No candy, no ice cream, no pies. No pies. <laughs> Archie then thinks for a moment and says, Now come on, Edith, let's not punish ourselves. Come on, we gotta have our own lunch. Archie then looks at his watch and says, Look at the time. I had to get down to the joint. He then sits at the dining room table, thinks and points, saying, And I'm gonna eat her Twinkie. <laughs> Archie sits with his head in hand, thinks, and finally gives up. He says, and one more thing, all right? He pauses. Pauses. <laughs> he does pauses. 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 <laughs> he shouts, pauses. pauses. <laughs> he pauses, trying to keep himself together, finally saying, come over here, kiddo, huh? Stephanie pulls away from Edith and looks to her for approval. Edith nods and Steffi slowly crosses to Archie. Crosses? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. She put a cross? Yeah, she does the, the spectacles, testicles, wallet and watch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean she walks over to yeah. him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> she nervously walks up to Archie, who can't even look at her. Archie finally puts his arm out and says, come here, come here. Puts his arms on her arms and says, listen to me, huh? Finally, he looks her in the eye with his eyes finally gentle and says, stop worrying. I wouldn't turn you loose for nothing. She gives Archie a mouth kiss. <laughs> she does. It's kind of creepy. And they both hug. Side note, I wrote, I, I added the word mouth. You just put kiss, but no, oh, okay. she gave him a mouth kiss. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so I, I find it strange that you went to to school for film and you don't know what cross means. Like that's really I strange. Know what cross means. No, no, you don't. That's, because that's actually no, you clearly asked. You clearly asked what that meant. I'm speaking for the audience right. who didn't go to any kind of drama or anything. Right. Like that. That's stage direction. Most people don't know stage direction. No, but they still block scenes. And they when they block who scenes, is? they in our audience block scenes. No, in, in film, like you you went to film school, no, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, why yes. But our audience did not. Huh. Okay, I'll say I'll, I'll remember that next time you use pan and all that kind of stuff. <coughs> I know you've already gotten back at me about that. Exactly, and I was like, yeah. Like, you mean I camera pushes? Is, then what? The tech is what so embarrassed that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm so glad I got to call you out on that again. <laughs> I was like, I haven't seen Block anymore. I've been like four Crosses, fucking episodes for this Crosses. shit. Crosses. Crosses. <laughs> like he thinks he's still in fucking middle school <laughs> trauma. So first off, let me say that scene was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, is that sarcasm? Yeah, because this is supposed to be a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up with these last two weeks, man. Huh? What do you mean? Is, oh, you know, last week was Silver Spoons. Got, yeah. Like, everybody dies at the end. Yeah, that's exactly. hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, um, my my dad was such a dick. <laughs> but when How he, much of a dick was he? He was such a dick that he had seven kids. Um, but when... <laughs> But when he was sensitive like that, man, he used to kill me every time. <laughs> it's one thing to be a dick all the time, but when you're nice, you're like, oh, this kind of sucks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's it. That was a nice little end. I was like, oh, I was like, I got something I have to go. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. That was a good one. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, Jimmy, I have an email to read. Okay. This one comes to us from Jill. You know Jill. Jill. Jill Peepee. <laughs> and Jill says, Tech and Jimmy. Oh, no. We're in trouble, aren't we? Hello. Hello. After listening to your last two episodes. Oh, I shouldn't say it like that. At least I don't think. I don't know. <laughs> After listening to your last two episodes, I wanted to comment on a few items. Oh, shit. First... I was a huge Nick at Night fan, and <laughs> I appreciated the mention of it during the Dobie <laughs> Gillis episode. Hell yeah. In fact, Nick at Night fostered my love slash appreciation for classic TV. That's cool. Speaking of Nick at Night, do you guys remember Lancelot Link, Secret Chimp? This sounds familiar. Let me look it up real quick. Well, don't look it up yet. No? Okay. When I tell people about this, they look at me like I'm crazy. No, this sounds familiar. However, it was a real show from the early 70s that aired at Nick at Night in the 80s. I do remember that. I don't remember a whole lot about it, but I remember it. Well, I will go on. It says, mm. it was actual chimps dressed like humans <laughs> I do with remember human this. voiceovers. <laughs> a little trippy, lol. Yeah, lore. Yeah. 
I also have a few episode ideas for future podcasts. Well, first we'll okay. get to that in a second. But so she had actually sent a link over to that show, and like <laughs> I looked at it and I was like, "What the hell is this?" I remember this. Yeah, I do. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no actually i said my typical thing i was like i've never heard of this um maybe you dreamed it <laughs> oh, yeah. um nick and knight was on late is all i'm saying <laughs> what i said but then she sent the oh, link, yeah. and then uh my my mind was blown i was like i've never heard of this never seen it and i was like <laughs> what in the world and i showed like the clips like to my son and he was just like what is this <laughs> yeah and I was like, this is from the 70s. The 70s, they put chimps in everything in the 70s. So maybe she can answer the question that we had. Um, did Nick at Night become TV land? I don't know. Hmm. Jill, are you listening? Or was um, was TV land totally different than Nick at Night? Because I had thought that Nick, Nick at Night ended and became TV land. But maybe uh-huh. TV land was like Disney's like ghetto version of Nick at Night. But I don't know. Jill, if you know the answer to that, we would uh, we would love to hear what you, we would love to hear what you think. <laughs> and Jill only. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, anyway, Joe goes on. She said, "I also have a few episode ideas for future podcasts." Okay, Mama's Family season four, episode two, <laughs> where Mama, Ma- Mama, Sorry. where Mama gets addicted to the home shopping network. <laughs> um, I lived that with my She's, mom. So. She said, "Dick." <laughs> Mama's Family Season 6, Episode 6, where Mama becomes a consumer reporter. <laughs> and Dragnet, 60s version, Season 2, Episode mm. 7, with the world's oldest cat burglar, who was in Jesse James' episode of The Brady Bunch. Interesting. Remember when he was finger-banging all the Bradys? Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, was like, he was like, pow, I'm going to finger-bang you, Greg. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to finger-bang you. Anyway. And everybody Finally. thought it was it was all upsetting and stuff because he was finger banging everybody. Yeah. Finally, I attached a link of a YouTube clip of B. Arthur doing the Urkel. <laughs> if you remember the Urkel, it was no, like uh-uh. a, a dance craze from the nineties. Jimmy, was it really? Remember? I don't remember that. No, uh-uh. not really. They tried to make it. A dance I was craze. too busy doing the vanilla ice dance from the video. <laughs> it's Urkel does a whole like rap thing. And, of course, the chorus is, do the Urkel. He's like, you just move your hands inside, just that, whatever it is. You know, it's, some, it's, it's silly. It's what it is. I remember when the Chicago Bears had that fucking stupid-ass song that they sang. <laughs> Super Bowl trouble. <show>. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, she says. I ain't uh, here to cause no trouble. I'm just here to the Super Bowl show. Oh, that's so fucking dumb. So dumb. Have you seen that parody one with the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> with the people that are supposed to be, like, on the. Uh, what's that tracking report when people touch kids? Oh, Dateline? No, not the show. Just like the whole thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, I think I've seen what video you're talking registered, about. Where you register sex yeah, that, that, yeah, that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was a whole parody of that. <laughs> Super Bowl shuffle. Anyway. Um, My name is Fridge and I'm no rookie. <laughs> I may be large, but I'm no dumb cookie. Yeah. God, it's such a fucking dumb song. Keep going. What did Jim McMahon say? What did Jim McMahon say? Who? He was the quarterback for the Bears back in the day. I have no idea. No. You tell me. What did he say? What did Walter Payton say? Mm-hmm. Damn. You know you know it. 
I feel, I feel good saying that too. I was like, Jimmy, I'm gonna call Jimmy out. He's actually Jimmy's, like, Jimmy's actually like, he don't like it, but he knows every yeah, fucking he word, knows, doesn't he? Even every word. He's like, I know exactly what Walter Payton said. I remember. Uh, anyway, uh, Joe goes on she, and everything. <laughs> Joe finishes up. She says, "I'm a Golden Girls fan, and this clip Hell was yeah. brought to my attention by another podcast." Oh, interesting. Oh, hmm. oh, huh. Another podcast. Cool. Was she hot? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm glad you're dating that podcast. Let me guess. She was funny. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. Hmm. Just she was cool. Something about her. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to tell us about witty anecdotes that they told you while you're at work? Mm. Was yeah. It didn't make you laugh. Yeah, we we got to go, giggle. Jill. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I'm just, we listen just to that and go, oh my God, but you guys are so funny. <laughs> I don't even want to read your stupid email anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, she ends up, she says, as always, I appreciate you guys. Well, wait, wait, wait. What did she say about the other podcast? She said, I'm a Golden Girls fan, and this clip was brought to my attention by another oh. podcast. Okay, okay. And then she thinks she's going to share it with us. She's going to share it with that, like we're going <laughs> to fucking play it. you going to share used condoms, too? We're going to use some reject, like, video from another podcast. I'm <laughs> 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 oh, just kidding. That's awesome. Anyway, she finishes up. She says, as always, I appreciate you guys. Take care. And Keith Smoten, and she spelled everything correctly. Boom. That's awesome. Yeah. So, Jill, we appreciate that. That's, uh, you know, the chimp thing. I've never heard of that. Never seen it. it was, <laughs> I remember weird. that, yeah. It's that's awesome. Creepy. Jill's the type of person, which we brought up this on the show before, is she, I bet you she watched, um, oh, you can't do that on television. I bet she watched Oh, that. yeah. I'm sure. 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 What do you think's in the burgers? <laughs> exactly. Introduction to the opposites. <laughs> she right? probably knows Kevin Kubicheski and Peter and Moosey and Lisa. She knows all those people. Alistair. Alistair and Doug. <laughs> Moosey. And Alanis. Yeah. <laughs> Alanis is only on like four episodes. She's still on it. That's true. And they're all like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> What's your process? Process, yeah. Are you sorry? <laughs> weird. So weird. Anyway. All right, Joe. Well, we appreciate you. And that was uh, always good to hear from you. Thanks so much. And uh, you know, we did here. We had a good time tonight. Remember, we do love these shows. It's all about good times and the laughs. It, the is. laughs. it is. We would also personally like to thank our producers from Patreon because without you, this couldn't be possible. And of course, we're talking about Jenny and Jim. You know, they're the first ones that said, you know what? Hell yeah, I'll be a Patreon subscriber. And they did it with, you know, I don't know what Tech calls hoodspots. Oh. And um, so we do appreciate it. We'll we'll forever be in your debt. And uh you'll always get a shout out for, you know, being the first ones to take a chance on us. And we genuinely pro- we appreciate all of our Patreon subscribers, but they always get a shout out because they're the OPs, the original producers. So mm-hmm. thank you. Also, you have some homework assignments. Oh, Jimmy, no. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. No, Jimmy. Don't do it. You don't do it, Archie. No. First, check out the website. www.averybradypodcast.com uh, Do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, CastBox, or even Audible. Tell two friends about the show, or if you don't have two friends, then, um, then I don't know. 
then then print out like a piece of paper and put mm. on the bottom of it www podcast and then slice it so that people can come oh, up and just rip it off, off a little yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's cool that's very do that it's very uh college of you yeah yeah send an email to the show just like jill did and tell us how you like or dislike the show or maybe you have some ideas for stuff whatever there you go at a very brady podcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group and join in the conversation and the fun at a very brady Facebook group. Indeed. If you'd like to be a producer, check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash a very brady podcast. Check out our Instagram at a very brady podcast. And as the show gets closer to release, I'll go ahead and show the uh, the penis picture. I'll show Archie's penis. Penis cake. <laughs> oh. Well, it's really Edith's penis. This Edith uses it more for, than Archie. If you really think about it, Edith actually like uses it and puts her hands on it more than Archie does. So it's really, it's really, it should be Edith's penis. Just saying. But then, what does she do with it after it's done out of the oven? And she puts. Well, she just lets that shit hang. No, I meant like with the cake. She probably makes a mess putting all the the like having to deal with all that like creamy shit and everything. Um, but then she puts it in her mouth, and if sometimes she gets Archie to eat it too. So. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. And, then uh, she let, and when she's done, she just lets that shit hang there. Follow us on Facebook to get real time updates. Like you're ever going to be late on about uh, like if we're ever going to be late releasing an episode or something like that. That's where you'll find out. And go check out the Retro Network at theretronetwork.com. Check out our shop with our affiliate link at averybradypodcast.com slash shop check out our t public merch store if, if you want all the kids to really look up to you and be like mm-hmm. you know what you're the coolest looking 30 something year old or 40 something year old i've ever seen mm-hmm. then you need to go to our t public merch store because literally every single kid in the world loves our shit yeah they just want you to buy it for them um link is in the description of this in every episode mm-hmm. also we are now on the clapper app we are yes and you can find us there at A Very Brady Podcast. But most importantly, if you don't do any of this other stuff, the most important one is to go check out some classic, iconic television. Mm-hmm. It's classic and iconic for a reason. They don't let shit become classics if it sucks. Mm. So, and Tack here is going to tell you what to watch next. Tack. All right. So um, thank you, Jimmy. Um, on the next episode, you're, obviously, you're welcome. Okay. Um, I don't know what it is. We're going to leave it up to the randomizer 3000. So yes. with all of our data punched in, we're going to go ahead and click that randomizer 3000 button now. Here we go. That's the sound I make when I go to the bathroom. <laughs> All right. And on the next episode, we're going to be watching mm. Three's Company. Nice. That's cool. That's a new show we haven't done yet. I know. So we're going to be watching season one, episode four, entitled No Children, No Dogs. Oh, shit. Quick little synopsis here. It mm. says, Jack, Janet, and Chrissy hide a puppy from Mr. Roper. Until they can find him a new home. Oh. Mm. That'll be fun. Three's Company. That's exciting. That's kind of cool. And uh, the show is available to stream on Pluto TV. Yes. So you can still do your homework. That's right. You can still do your homework. (laughs) 
Oh, oh man I haven't seen that show in so long yeah it's gonna be interesting yeah it'll be fun so uh unless you have anything else um I do not no in that case I have been Jimmy and I've been Tack and this has been a very pretty podcast and we will see you on another sunshine day keep smoking <laughs> this has been a presentation of the retro network <laughs>